French fried potatoes. One Mom. potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, 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 potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, DJ. Thank you, DJ. Oh, no. 2.14? Sure. Hadn't even considered it. Hadn't even thought of it yet. Um, the audio sounds a little different. It's because it looks a little bit different. If that makes sense. Yes. On um, the computer, things look slightly yeah, different. Yeah, it didn't change tracks when I did it this time. It's showing my microphone as being something else. Hmm. Usually because it it'll say Blue Snowball, and now it says USB Advanced Audio Device. Ooh. <laughs> so I don't know. And it's not the, it's not the laptop mic either, because that's, that's yeah. got a different name. It was when I plugged that in. But whatever, it seems to be working. Um, so we haven't been here in two weeks. No, had, had our little Easter Easter break. Right. Uh, you apparently went Korean. I did. Full I watched... Full-blown Korean. I, well, it started um, <clears throat> because I uh, there was a sale on... On a lot of stuff on Voodoo, and one of the there were two different uh, Bong Joon Ho bundles that you could mm. buy. Uh, you could get Parasite and Memories of Murder for I think fourteen ninety nine, and then the other one was uh, Mother, Mother, not Mother, not Mother, Mother. Mm-hmm. The host and uh, the dogs one, which I have not seen. Right. Well, I have also not seen the Memories of Murder, but that comes out on Blu-ray soon. I mean, on uh, Criterion Blu-ray soon. So I've been waiting. Yeah. Uh, and that was like, so I I had like a total of for like thirty two bucks and tax. You got the Bong Joon Ho collection. Yeah, you got uh, you know a whole a whole batch of Bong, I guess. Um, yeah, I w- when you said, look at all the bong I purchased, I was totally <laughs> expecting a different picture to come through. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> so, uh, the only downside was you couldn't, like, when you buy the bundle, it's in 1080, mm-hmm. and so you, you don't, and only Parasite is available in 4K anyway, but... You don't have the option of having the... So if I want the 4K Parasite, I have to buy it again full price, which is fucking dumb, but... Yeah. Whatever. Uh, so that was the only downside. And I was actually... I was going to close out uh, my week by re-watching <clears throat> Parasite. I was going to... Because uh, I watched e- e- four, I think four this week. Uh, as you said, all Korean. And uh, I was... Gonna finish up Space Sweepers this morning, but I didn't. I meant to do Space Sweepers and then on Friday and then end the week with uh, yeah. Parasite Rewatch. Because one more new one bu- bumps me back over that 70% threshold there that we like so much. Yeah. Which then Parasite would rip it right down back to 69 <laughs> point whatever. But uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about, Dan and I like to try to keep our watch, rewatch, or new watch to rewatch ratio mm-hmm. 70 30. Yeah. And that's tracked on Letterboxd. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I came close to dipping down a little bit this week, so I, yeah. I made sure I threw a bunch of other ones in there. I just went, it's almost like you feel like you're, uh, like, uh, 
uh, you're on a diet and you do like four cheat days in a row yeah. when it, you would, cause for a while it was every yeah. other movie for me. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I can watch Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would just, I would, I would then binge and I would, it was every other movie was a rewatch for a couple days and you, you do, you feel like, oh, feel bad. Yeah. So I have, that's part of the reason that I've done this whole four in a row, uh, <laughs> did the ones this week. Part of my goal this year too is to keep Sam Jackson out of the top actor list. It's hard. It, it's extremely hard. hard. And it's actually a thing up on one of the Twitter feeds I followed, they were talking about it and people were throwing up their years. Yeah. And people are like, I don't even watch a lot of Marvel films. No. And he's still your top actor. Well, that, that's the funny thing. I haven't watched many this year. I think only two. I think I've watched Endgame. Well, I mean, Endgame encapsulates everyone pretty much. Yeah. But I've watched Endgame and uh, Winter Soldier. And, like, aside from that, I still have... Mark Ruffalo is still near the top. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, Sam Jackson... In my truncated 2019, because I didn't start using the app until like midway through the year, uh, Sam Jackson was seven over Patrick Wilson, who was in five. Um, you can tell I started this right around Halloween, though, because that's why Patrick Wilson's in there. Um, Is he in all the uh, Conjuring things? The, the Conjurings plus the Insidious films, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, 2000. He's like a scream king. He kind of is. Uh, but yeah, Sam Jackson the next year was in 11, De Niro was in 9, Brad Pitt was in 9. Kevin Corrigan is always an actor that pops into my tops. Yeah. And he is this year too, because he's just, he's one of those guys who's in everything. But right now, for this year, Sam Jackson is number, th he's tied for two. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Amy Adams is the top. Um, again, a lot of that has to do with watching both Justice League's Man of Steel and BBS. Yeah. Um... Because she, the only two things I've watched her in that were not part of that universe were Hillbilly Elegy and Vice. Yeah, but oh yeah, that'll definitely that'll like, do it. Right now, Sam Jackson, I've got it five films, and I've only watched one Marvel movie this year. Yeah, and so <laughs> it's like if I if I hop back on that pony, he's gonna just be right all over the place. See, mine's still Michael Shannon, uh, and then it's Benedict Wong. Nice, only one of which was Marvel because he's not in Winter Soldier, so it's just yeah. Endgame. Um, but I still have Ruffalo, Tilda Swinton, but those would just be one and one. Sadly, though, right now, I've got a bunch of the Twilight actors <laughs> in my top. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be upset if Anna Kendrick and Robert Pattinson say, pop up there. There's a good... I'll see a lot of... But, like, Ashley Green. Oh, there's your boy Shea Wiggum. Yeah. I don't even know how he got... Th oh, he got there because he's the in everything. Because he's in Kong Skull Island. I watched that last week. Oh, that's right. Uh... Who's Terry Notary? Who the fuck is that? I That is a name I have never heard before. What's he been in? I don't know, because the fucking Android app just does this when you click on the actor names. Terry Notary. All right, I'm going to search him on mine. Uh, so, and the funny thing about this uh, this week is I, I only have, there's only three Korean actors that are in there. Even Oh, apparently my... he was in Boston. Oh, he, he must be a stunt... He's a stunt man. But why would he be listed as a cast? Because he, he probably gets, like, one or two lines in a film. Like, the... He's probably, like, soldier who's like, Get out of so here! So what's he been in? He's been in Avengers, Kong, The Hobbits, Cabin in the Woods. So what was the other thing Planet. I saw him in? He's been in Avengers, Cabin in the Woods, Ho The Hobbit movies, Kong, Skull Island, all three Planet of the Apes, Hulk... Uh, Warcraft, Attack the Block, um, and then a bunch of 
So that's then, so like, was he three, was he in Endgame or Avengers? Both. Oh, okay. He's so in Infinity War and Endgame. Okay, that's what it is then. Yeah. Um, okay, that's what, yeah. He he he's that stunt man that gets a line when something's going wrong, probably. Yeah, because yeah, like his face isn't even familiar to me. No. Although I could totally picture him in tactical gear. Oh, yeah, exactly. I bet almost everything. Or a black he's in, suit with something in his ear. I bet almost everything that he was in there, he played a soldier of some sort. Uh, the obvious biggest movement uh, on my list, though, is in the director one. Uh, Bong yeah. jumped to number one, obviously. Uh, my my directors are all Zack Snyder. Only th- three directors I've watched more than twice so far, and that's Apatow, Snyder, and Man Michael Mann. Bunch of twos, whole lot of twos. Yeah, yeah. It's well, not hard to watch two movies from one person. Well, especially <laughs> this past week. Um, I didn't. I won't say I went on a Judd Apatow kick because I only watched two movies. Yeah, but I watched the two of his I hadn't seen before. Which were? Uh, this is 40. Yeah. Which. That's fine. I'm glad I watched it after 40. Yeah. When, when did it come out? Like, uh, 2011 or so. How old was I in 2011? 35-ish? Yeah. I think because I would have watched it when it came out. Yeah. Maybe I just wasn't ready for it. No, it was fine. It, okay. You, no, that's it. It's okay, fine. Yeah. It's, I remember it, it being It's fine. definitely not one of his better films. It's probably towards the bottom of the list for me. But it, yeah, because it I is mean, a completely accurate representation of who you are for like when yeah. you're just turning forty. Because uh, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's it's Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann. It's continuation of their characters from Knocked Up. Right. Um, they're, they're both, they're, they're like a week apart in age. So they're both turning 40 right around the same time. Um, he started his own record label so that he could put people on his record label that he really loves and is finding out that none of them sell right (laughs) at all. So he's quickly losing all of his family's money. Um, you know, he's keeping secrets from his wife about stuff like that. You know, there, there's funny bits. Like there's a bit with Viagra and. You know, a lot of stuff with Megan Fox. Of course. Um, yeah, it's what you would expect from a Judd Apatow film. Yeah. It's funny, there's some drama, it'll... You know, you, you feel good watching it yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Um, and I watched Funny People for the first time. Oh, I haven't seen that. I really fucking enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I owe Adam Sandler an apology because he's been good in more things than I thought. Yeah. Still doesn't make up for the amount of shit he completely puts out. Right. But again... And the, but the funny thing is that's what that's what makes him the money. He wouldn't be able to do yeah. I mean, maybe funny people, but he wouldn't be doing yeah, but, punch drunk love if mm-hmm. without Happy Madison money. Oh no, no no no. Yeah, and it's like I mean I'm pretty sure he's come out and saying he pretty much just makes these movies when he wants to go on vacation. Yeah, like yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that's, that's why he's filmed in Hawaii like a bunch right. of times because he just goes has a vacation makes a movie. Yeah, uses all his own people. So yeah. Which yeah, if you watch nothing but happy, if you watch nothing but Happy Madison films for a while, like your Rob Schneider would be one of your top movie. Oh people. yeah, and he, he's never in a movie for more than like five minutes. You know. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't no, need that in no, your life. No, no, that would be a bad binge watch. Just to to see how many. <laughs> that's a challenge, actually. How many Happy Madison films can you watch before you quit? <laughs> I don't. Not they can't be more than. 90 minutes. Well, even if you're only watching one a day. But how like, long before you fucking give up? Well, I mean, that what I'm saying is that most of them are going to be at or maybe even under 90 minutes. And I don't know if I could, like, sit through one. 
Because I just can't stand it. There's a couple I could get through, and it's the ones everybody knows. Like, I could watch Billy Madison, probably. I could sat through um, Happy... What the fuck? Gilmore? No. Yeah. Is it Happy yeah, Gilmore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The Wedding Singer. See, I think The uh, Wedding Singer's separate. I consider that a separate from his... It's still got all the same people. I know it does, I know, I know. but it's just, it's a different movie. It's like if an, if there's one other... Oh, no, you can't even say that anymore. I'm like, if there's one other quality actor, you don't usually count it, but I'm like, no, because fucking, like... Al Pacino was in the one where he played him and his twin sister. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't huh. I don't know what the fuck Pacino was on for that one. But what was the name of that movie? I can't remember. It's just he played him and his sister. I see. I remember. I now I remember that and ridiculous like, premise. And but... Christopher Walken was in Click. You know, there's he he gets other good people to be in these sometimes. Yeah. Big I Daddy, I might be able to get through. John Stewart's in that one. Little Nicky, no. The aforementioned Leslie Mann is in that. Oh, yeah. I love Leslie Mann. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Funny People was really good at in it. He plays uh, a character much like himself, only he learns that he has cancer and is likely dying. Um, so he kind of, he befriends, like, the Seth Rogen character, who's just an up-and-coming comic, gets him to be, like, a, a joke writer for him and personal assistant type of stuff, and... You know, then in Apatow, the, the usual Apatow film stuff happens. Uh, Leslie Mann is in it again. <laughs> Nepotism uh, at its worst. <laughs> I, I, enjoy, I enjoy her though, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna put your, if you're gonna nepotism. if you're gonna put your wife in every movie, I'm gonna go with Judd Apatow over Rob Zombie. Yeah, <laughs> every time. Um, so yeah, I watched I watched both of those. So I got like between that and the um, King of Long Island. Like, Apatow's right up there, and I haven't even touched any of his normal films that I would have watched. So, which I might. I might, where I've got a, a chunk of those out of the way, I might try to do, like, all the Apatow films this year. It's not hard. No. There's only, there's only like, eight or nine. Yeah, and they're, and they're all short. Or they... Yeah. Sh- and most of them are really good. Yeah. So, I mean, 40-Year-Old Virgin and Knocked Up, I could watch all goddamn day long. Yeah. But yeah, that's why he's up at the top for me anyway. Uh, where did you watch uh, Funny People? Uh, I have the DVD. DVD. I have the DVD. Uh, that's funny. But yeah, I went on like a, I was at, um, we have um, a thrift shop, the Raven's Attic East in Dover. And he has. Shit like that. He has like a, a, a full shelf full of movies all for a dollar. So every once in a while, Andrea and I will go in and. I'll just buy like ten. Let's say, <laughs> let's see if I can get it for two. And it's because he's always like, "Oh, I should." I've got like cases and cases and cases of these out back. I'd be like, "Dude, tell me when to show up." Yeah, I'll go through them. You'll probably walk out of here with a hundred dollar sale. <laughs> right? Is it all DVDs? All, all, once in a while, there will be a Blu-ray. Like I got a all enough the Wild Bunch and Five Hundred Days of Summer on Blu-ray. Well. All of the, almost all of them come from the Newport Public Library, so I think I think he like bought them out like or something, which is fine by me because most of them have been rented out like twice. <laughs> right. So, I I will take paying a buck for that. Ah, I can get it for two dollars. Nice. Take worth it. Well worth the two bucks. I'll take it. Um. So yeah, if as long as he keeps putting. And it's funny because every time I go in there, I'm like, dude, you know this entire shelf hasn't sold, right? 
Like, <laughs> it's been this... It's been the same movies on this rack for a fucking three, four month span. Yeah. Switch them out. Yeah. Because if I come here, if me, who loves, you know, 80% of the movies ever made, it seems like, can only find three or four off this entire bookshelf to buy, yeah. it's time to put some different ones up. Yeah. Especially this guy. That every, and it gets me every time there's one. I can't even remember what it is right now. But I, I go to pick it up every time and then I, go, then I see full screen. And I'm like, nope! This is not the Snyder Cut. Yeah, put that right back on the shelf. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, this... this We never spoke talked about that part of the Snyder Cut, however. The 4-3 the ratio. Four, three. Oh my god. I don't know why. Yeah, it's... I, I kind of... It's the sort of thing where once you, once you start watching, you kind of... Yeah. It's not a big deal well, anymore. But, like, why? Oh, in interviews, he has said he did it so it would look good in IMAX. But that's not the IMAX ratio. IMAX no. ratio is not 4.3. It's close to 4.3, but it's not 4.3. And also, yeah, I don't... I Again, it, it's, you know, once you yeah. start watching it, you don't even notice it anymore. But, like, why? Yeah, because it feels like... It makes me wonder, though, how many of his shots were there, like, something off to the left. That <laughs> couldn't be on screen. Right. So he's just like, well, fuck it. That's where Green Lantern was standing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something that he couldn't use. so Or couldn't finish effects-wise or something, so that's why. Yeah, I used these past two weeks to watch a lot of smaller films that I missed along the way. Um, yeah, like I said, funny people. I watched Away We Go. What is that? Yeah, it's uh, John Krasinski and uh, Maya Rudolph. It's a Sam Mendes film. It's a delightful fucking movie. I don't think I've ever even heard of it. Is um, it recent? No. No, it's 2009. Um, yeah, that makes more it's a, sense. The, uh, Krasinski and uh, Rudolph play two young... They're going to be parents. She's very pregnant. Um, he just found out from his parents that they're selling their house. where they, So they are they were planning on sticking around in that area to raise their kids because their parents, his parents live nearby. Her parents are dead. Uh, so they say, oh, by the way, we're moving to fucking the Netherlands or something. And they're like, when? They're like, oh, like next month. I'm like, well, the baby's due in two. <laughs> so they're like, well, fuck it. We, we're not tied here anymore. So let's go see where we want to live. So they go visit a bunch of their friends to see if they'd want to live there. And um, like one of the places they visit, it's um, uh, Jim Gaffigan and, oh, Christ, CJ. Alice and Janney? Alice and Janney. Um, another one, it's Christmasina and... Um, uh, Christ, I'm forgetting her name now. She was the crazy one on Two Two and a Half Men. No, oh, I don't know what her name is. Mallory but... or so, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I've got the device right fucking in front of me. One, I just scroll. Yeah, down. I mean, um, <clears throat> Jesus, Melanie Linsky. Uh, but Paul Schneider is also in it as his brother. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal is in it. She's fucking hilarious. She plays like a super fucking hippie woman. Um, Jeff Daniels, Catherine O'Hara. It's got a great cast. Um, it's not one of those... It, it reminded me almost of like an Apatow film, but without the crude humor. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, you, you're going to get some heart. You're going to get some humor. It was just one of those, I don't know why I passed it up. <laughs> a lot less jizz conversation. So much less jizz. Um, 
Although, not as much as you'd be you'd expect. Um, but yeah, uh, Krasinski and Rudolph were, were wonderful in it. It's, and it's weird, because like, you, when you think of Sam Mendes, you think of like heavy Oscar yeah. films, and this was not. It almost feels like this was kind of just like a palate cleanser for him. And it, it it worked. It didn't do well financially or critically. Well, it did okay critically, but it wasn't nominated for anything. So he probably was like, well, fuck this. You know, if everything else I do gets an Oscar nomination, I'm going to go do a Bond film. Fuck this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but very, very enjoyable film. I was shocked by it, how good it was. Maya Rudolph was almost too good at her other job Yeah. as a sketch comedian. Yeah. Because she's a really, I really like her in stuff that maybe you wouldn't expect to see a an SNL yeah. alum in. Yeah. Well, alum. she's a she's a great actress. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, she's so well known. Because for... she was because re- she's really some people are just stars, mm-hmm. and and it doesn't really matter if they're like Pete Davidson, like we've talked about, is he's a star, but he sucks. As a sketch comedian, he's not good at it. Uh, Jimmy Fallon was the same way. Oh, yeah. He was not that good at it, but he's clearly a star. Maya Rudolph is really good at doing sketch comedy. And it's a a different, it's a separate skill. Yeah. Um, And it's not to say one's any more or less, but it it just is. So I I think she kind of... uh, She's, like, talented, like, because she can sing. Oh, yeah. She's just talented at everything she does, but... Talented at growing up next to Gwyneth Paltrow or something. Really? Yeah, yeah. they were like, went to high school together or something. Well, I was listening in uh, one of the bonus features on it. It's funny because um, she knows, like, there's not a lot of big star parts for her. Yeah. And, like, this this was not written with her in mind. Yeah. But it was about, you know, someone who is multicultural. Um, kind. I won't say not pretty, but plainer looking. Yeah. That's how the part was written, and she's like... It doesn't look like a movie star. Yeah, she read the script and was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's like, this is me. She had recently had a kid, so she knew what it was like. Yeah. So, yeah, it was perfect, perfect casting for her. Um, Oh, then I watched Pain and Gain. I could never uh, do it. It's... About as good of a film as Michael Bay is going to make. <laughs> that may be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, uh, everything about it looks unappealing to me. Yeah. Uh, what was my review here? It's not as clever as it thinks it is. Like, it's trying to be really satirical. Yeah. And you can't be really satirical when Marky Mark is your lead. Right. You just fucking can't. Unless you're Paul Thomas Unless Anderson. you're Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Um, the Rock is great in it. Anthony Mackie was really good in it. Um, I didn't even know he was in it when I started watching it. Isn't that weird that now you notice Anthony Mackie? Oh yeah, and then you and I went back and looked, he's been in a ton of shit. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I just and, never noticed and him a until ton of, and a ton of shit that I've seen. I'm like, oh, oh my, yeah. I didn't even. Uh, who else? Tony Shaloub was in this. Ed Harris, uh, Rebel Wilson was not overly annoying in this. Well, that's good because uh, she usually almost yes. always is. I mean, it's it's a great cast. It's it's for those of you who haven't seen it. It's based on a true story. It takes place in like nineteen nineties Miami. Um, it's about this power power lifter played by Marky Mark who wants to be rich and famous, is working at like a gym, and decides with him and his buddies that he's going to kidnap someone who is very wealthy and force him to sign over a bunch of his shit. 
And it actually worked. <laughs> like, <laughs> their kidnapping of the guy was so fucking ridiculous that when the guy finally broke free and told the cops, they're like, they didn't believe him. They're like, no, that story is so stupid. Even though Marky Mark is now living in his fucking house, driving his cars, you know, owns his company now. <laughs> Not my fault you signed it over. Yeah, the, ex exactly. The cops were like, well, were you just, you were high on drugs all the time or something. It's like, well, they injected me with drugs. So the guy, they were just, they didn't believe him. And then someone else turns up dead in a similar fashion. And the guy, Ed Harris is the private detective that Tony Shalhoub hires. So he starts investigating and finds it. Basically tells the cops, you fucking dropped the ball on this one. Wait, Tony Shalhoub was the gym owner? No, he was he was another businessman. I was going to say, couldn't Tony Shalhoub just solve the crime? <laughs> he's got more experience. No, Rob Corddry was the gym owner. And he's oh, never okay. solving a crime no, in anything. No, ever. Because guess what? He's an idiot in this one, too. Uh, but... but it, it was fun. It's You're there for The Rock. Yeah. The Rock is enjoyable in it. Uh, especially his character, because he keeps trying to find Jesus. Yeah. All while committing this heinous shit. Um, lots of coke use in this. A lot of drug use. <laughs> um, it's like the bad part of Boogie Nights. When Marky Mark is high as fuck and thinks everything's a great idea. Yeah. That's this. The Alfred Molina scene is this whole movie. Over and over and over again. Um... And unfortunately, it's two hours and ten minutes long. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Out. Um, no, thank you. It could have been an... If that was an hour and a half movie, I fucking would have loved it. Because it would have kept... That, that pace wouldn't have been tiresome. Um, it gets a little... Because, I mean, you know these guys committed the crime like an hour into the film. Yeah. And you're like, how the hell do they milk another hour and ten minutes out of this? By trying to do the same exact thing. At which point you're like... I get you're following the, the, the true story script. Yeah. Fucking don't. And go ahead and embellish. You know what? This is not going to go up for an Oscar, and people are not going to put this fucking film under a microscope going, hey, that's not how it really happened. <laughs> yeah, right. It's one of those where if it's close enough, people will be like, oh, wow, crazy story. Yeah, I I, I mean, I was already out, but... Yeah. it's You're, you're wasting my time, Michael Bay. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that's... A pretty general statement for most of his it films. Is. It is. Um, almost every one of his films you can cut a half an hour out of and still be 100% okay. Well, I mean, a lot of them, if you just did the thing in fucking real uh, normal speed, it would fucking cut 20 minutes off it. I don't, I don't think he ever indulged in slow-mo no? in this one. There's not a, a whole lot, not a whole lot of explosions. In no, this. there's not a lot of things flying over people. No. <laughs> Very slowly. A lot, a lot of weightlifting. <laughs> A lot of pumping iron and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you want to see uh, Marky Mark pump some iron, then this is your movie, but... Um, glad I saw it once. Yeah. So I can say, you know what? That's probably Michael Bay's best film. I'm I'm glad you saw it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have I to. I don't have to. Uh, should we talk about the the uh, the kaiju in the in the room? Yeah. Which is that... I don't want to go out on a limb here, but uh, Godzilla vs. Kong was pretty fucking good. I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. Uh... Thank the kaiju gods that someone finally decided that it was okay to make them ridiculous. Yeah. Like, Skull Island is a pretty decent movie. Mm -hmm. But it takes itself so serious. Oh, yeah. And it's so dumb. And the, that gods, it's like, the Godzilla films are even worse yeah. at taking themselves too seriously. Like, I just keep picturing the we, the aforementioned Shea Wiggum, his, de his 
fucking platoon style death scene in Skull Island <laughs> is so stupid that it but it is funny. Oh yeah. It when he gets because you're like, oh, he's gonna try this. And he's yeah. holding the grenades, and then he just flicks. Like, he flicks the bullet and like, blows up like a mile away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that plan sucks, Shay. It, the 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 weird thing was, it's like, it is funny that like it it is sort of kind of sort of played for comedy, but the setup is not that at all. Yeah. You know, he's like, he's obviously terrified. Mm-hmm. Like that's not how you set up a joke. You know, no, that, he's like that in other movies. That's an Oscar. That's Willem Dafoe exactly. dying in Platoon. Yeah. That is the fucking napalm run. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's very clear that that's what that's where this was from. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, you, you it's got to be one thing or the other. Yeah. You can't make it that deadly serious a setup and then have it end with a joke. Well, but kind of worked. But you, it, <laughs> it kind of <laughs> did. But, uh, like, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is knows that it's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, I had, maybe this was in some promotional stuff, I have no idea. Uh, spoilers for Godzilla vs. Kong. I had no idea that Mechagodzilla was involved. I did not either. And when I saw it, I just looked at Robin and I was like, yes, this is what all the other ones should yep. have been. Yep. This is fucking nuts. Yep. And for once a director decided, you know what? These fights don't have to take place in smoke. Right. Yeah. Because it was but the But they bi- do need to take place in neon. But it looked phenomenal. It, it looked so good. Like, that was the first time where I'm like, that Godzilla film looks phenomenal. Because yeah. every other... I mean, the other two Godzilla films in the Monster Universe, fights either took place in the cloudy sky... Or where everything's on fucking fire, or... And I get it. During a storm out to sea. During a storm out to sea. And I get it, they're like, well, if the fight... If you're if you're viewing the fight from the ground, it's gonna be... The sky will be obscured with dust. Yes, yeah. you're right. So move the camera about fucking 200 meters into the sky. Right. And watch this shit happen. We have that technology. These things are fake. <laughs> yeah. You know? This is um, all happening in a computer. You can put the yeah. camera wherever the fuck you want. And and they got rid... I mean, the King of Monsters and Guns, it were so self-serious at yes. times. Yes. Like, let's just watch Kyle Chandler fucking stare at the... That, yeah. There was he a, had a moment of it in this, but that was it. Most of It my, wasn't a half an hour of Kyle, Chandler, Kyle Chandler going, what are we going to yeah. do? Had I taken notes, one of them would have been, there's a lot less humans staring up in this movie. Yeah. Like, way less. I think they got yeah. the message. You don't that, have Aaron Taylor Johnson being oh forlorn, gosh. like he did in the first one. Um, uh, I could have done... I was excited. I also didn't know that David Tyree Henry was in this. Mm-hmm. But that was the worst part of the whole fucking I want, movie. I want those. Like, yeah, because I'm like, I love him. Yeah. I love Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. And I love uh, Julian, J- yeah, whatever yeah, his yeah. name is, the kid from Deadpool. Yeah. Love them. Could have taken all three of them out and not could, noticed. Could have removed that entire stuff. And I get yeah. it. You're like, okay, well, you want to you wanna have Godzilla have some human moments, too. No, no, I don't. Um I have a hard time, A, believing that this is a huge fucking corporation. Yeah. With all this secret shit. Yeah. One of their employees podcasts about it. <laughs> Although this is, this does, I, I I can't say that I loved that the, that I loved how bananas and stupid it is on one hand and then complain about this. Because, no, it, because is, it is ridiculous. I'm okay they with just, the monster shit being bananas. They just walk right in and do whatever they want. They walk right in. Get on a super secret fucking train that takes him to fucking Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Underground. Yeah. 
Again, where it's not ever monitored. That's the thing. Nothing is monitored in yeah, this place. They are... There's very little they security. They are in a thing with and top, nothing's locked. top secret, like, baby kaijus. Yeah. And there's no nothing monitoring these. Uh, not even a camera in each one. Right. Why wouldn't they have a camera? If no, you're Nothing in the hallway. Nothing in the hallway. Nothing ever. And they're able to get all the way there. And then they just kind of stumble upon fucking King Ghidorah's skull. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, they just kept this in this room back here. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, put them in a different movie. I'm okay with them. They weren't annoying as characters. Their whole part was annoying for me. I think it Thankfully, was... Thankfully, they jumped away from it a lot. I think it was the... Did you watch the... the uh... The pitch meeting for it? Yes. <laughs> I think it was him that mentioned, like, they. it basically turns into a Scooby-Doo episode. Oh, yeah. Very like, much so. Like how, how the fuck are they just waltzing in? This room is open. Whatever they need to find is right in front of them. Yep. Is in the first. It's 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 <laughs> yeah. silly. But, man, I it like you said, it. and maybe it's a, a product of, uh, like, the first Godzilla movie was 2014, which is, at this point, a lot of tech ago. Yeah. So maybe it's just now they can... Because re- this movie looks great. Oh, yeah. It looks great. The like, f- Kong looks great. Their facial expressions. Even fucking Godzilla, that time he, like, looks directly at the camera and smiles. And smiles, yeah. I'm like, that looks fucking good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Old man... The, the story is old man Kong. Yeah. With the little girl. Again, we've hit that trope again. Yeah. Badass warrior, little girl. Yeah. Um, I have a hard time believing that she did teach him sign language without anyone else noticing. Because yeah, no. <laughs> he's a hundred feet right. tall. And like and under constant surveillance. Yes. In, basically in a tent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I have a hard time believing that she taught him sign language without anyone knowing. Right. Um but this which is, is because also... like it, it why does it have to be a big surprise? It really didn't. No, if it didn't. If he had known sign language all along, I would have been fine with it. Yeah. He's a big fucking monkey. Of course he could learn it. I guess it needed to, did it need to be a surprise for the really scientists? I don't really think it did. But for them, I For that know. moment I in the know. film, yeah. With some rewriting, no. It's not. Um, I kind of wish they'd done with the battle at sea. Done away with it. Um, I was okay with that. I could have done without the, uh, another thing that could have been cut altogether because it didn't end up meaning anything was the, the evil corporation's daughter. She oh, yeah. was just there to kind of be an asshole, and then she was dead. Yeah. Like, there was never... Yeah, you knew never the really... whole purpose that for being there. So yeah. Actually, once they get what they need, she's going to try to leave. And they, never, and they never did anything with that. No. It, she's just kind of an asshole, and then she's dead. Yeah. Which, again, put, you could have just... Put her in a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, you could have just... Uh, yeah. And, and, again, we nitpick because we care. Oh, exactly, yeah. This if is it, a good movie. Yeah, if we're not nitpicking, it means we didn't care for the film. Um, but Jesus, that fight was fucking awesome. The big, oh, yeah. the big fight at the end. It satisfied, like, cause like I said, um, I was on the, the video monsters podcast refereeing the two of them Yeah, because they had a Godzilla, they had a Godzilla week where they did a Godzilla tournament and then a Kong week where they did a Kong tournament and then Godzilla versus Kong. And each one of them wanted Kong to win or Godzilla. One of each of them wanted one. So they're like, well, if we do this episode, if we each want the other one to win, how do we fucking decide who won? Yeah. Because neither of them are going to give in. And they're like, hey, you want to referee this? You know enough about them. And I'm like, sure. Um, I like how this film gave each character a win. I don't count, oh, yeah. the, I don't count the boat scene because Kong was fucking drugged up at like 80%. So. Right. Um, but the fight on land, 
Kong won a one won like a battle, and Godzilla won a battle. Uh, just neither of them went for the kill shot when it was necessary. Um, and then they just teamed up and went fucking house on Mecha Godzilla, which was great. They even did the uh, the the Thor. <laughs> it's, bas- it's basically Mjolnir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I mean, guess yeah, we're, I'm the... even able to overlook the fact that there's a Hollow Earth in this. Sure. Oh yeah, I got no problem sure, with that. Whatever, no problem with that at all. No, um, I don't know how the fuck he's gonna. I don't know what the hell um, they're gonna do with that big fucking hole in the ground now, all right. the way down. To, right. Uh, aren't some of those creatures gonna escape again? No. Um, is Kong gonna plug up the sky? Yeah, you just, <laughs> throw, a, just throw a tarp over it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I liked the fact that Kong originally came from the Hollow Earth, yeah. and most of these creatures probably did as well. Uh, look, I'm, I'm fine with all of it. Yeah, <laughs> it is fine weird with that all of it. Uh, King of the Monsters. <laughs> Brought out so many more monsters that didn't get used in this one. Yeah, or that we didn't see evidence of down below. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Um, also, and this is going to be one of the first, I hate that there wasn't an after credit scene. Because up until this film, I think they were saying well, this is pretty much the end of the MonsterVerse. We're done making these. Yeah. And then they released the best fucking one they've made. Well, so I'm hoping maybe now someone again we're leaning heavily into Warner Brothers doing the right thing. Yeah. So they'll decide to make one of these eight years from now. Well, most likely. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they will do this the right way and go. Okay, we did a good one. Let's stop. Yeah. But again, money. Yeah, but again, both of the both of the Titans are still alive. Yeah. Do another one. Why the fuck not? Aliens. Yeah. Well. Ghidorah was an alien, so bring in different ones. Yep. Yeah. It would. Ghidorah's I, mom. I hope they keep mad about that skull <laughs> that you're fucking using as a den. Yeah, as your remote control. Just chilling in. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope they keep going with this because it, it that, did really well. That was another part of it, like the whole uh, way that the Mecha Godzilla is controlled and all that stuff. There, they explain it all out, and then you, I'm just like. That's the dumbest thing I've ever th- fucking heard. Okay, let's go. Yep, yeah, let's roll exactly. with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I was I really enjoyed every and everyone really liked it. Robin really liked it. The kids fucking thought it was great. Oh, I bet this is uh, geared. If I was a kid watching the first Godzilla film, the 2014 one, yeah. I would. Oh, I, 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 Connor watched it. Yeah. Connor and I saw it in the theater. I mean, he was fourteen or so at the time, but he had yeah. already seen. He loved Godzilla. Yeah, and he was like, kind of like that was kind of dull. Yeah. You don't see much of Godzilla at all. Here, those Titans yeah, are front and center all the goddamn time. There isn't much Godzilla in the Godzilla movie. And then in uh, King of the Monsters, there's a lot of monster and there's a lot of Godzilla. But like you said, it's always happening in a fucking thunderstorm. Yeah. Uh, and that movie's not bad. We haven't watched that one. We've, we watched Skull Island and then we went right to Godzilla vs. Kong. and gave the kids a choice on that Friday night. It's, if you guys want to watch... The one right before this, we can, because we had watched Skull Island the day before. <clears throat> but they... I did. I, I watched King of the Monsters, like, two yeah. days prior. They... you every, Everyone was unanimous to just go straight to the new one. Uh, I mean, in, so here's the, it's done almost 300 million worldwide. Really? In the pandemic. Good. It's by far the most successful pandemic film. And HBO, HBO must have some... They're, oh, apparently it's been. It was viewed way more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they must. There must be some metric that oh, I'm, I'm positive. That there's a metric. I just don't yeah. know how they they measure it. But, um, but yeah, this film did bananas worldwide. Good. Uh, like it's made 136. And again, they made it very multicultural. 
Like, so this is going to play well overseas. Yeah. Um, and not just here. And like I said, the uh, <laughs> before we started, it was the least Asian thing I watched yeah. this week. I would bet if this had been released, if, if, if there hadn't been a pandemic this year, this would be a billion dollar film. Oh, I agree. I bet. Uh, this it, yeah, I agree. Which is everything they would have wanted it to be. Yeah. So, do another one. <laughs> and put someone in charge of it who knows what... And it's weird, too, because this is another example. Like, Adam Wingard is not a big budget director. Yeah. Adam Wingard is an old horror filmmaker. Um, he d- he did uh, The Guest, Your Next, Blair Witch. Not the original, but the, re- the remake. Um... He's done nothing but, like, horror films pretty much his entire life huh. as a director. And he just happened to get this handed to him, but worked out really fucking well. <laughs> you make it sound like you were just walking down the street. And, and they're like, hey, like, you want to do Godzilla? Hey, do you want a hundred and something million dollars to make a movie? He's like, sure. He's also tied into possibly doing the Face face Off remake. <laughs> I am, I, every time I hear that, not him specifically, but that there is a face-off remake in the works. I'm just stunned by it. Yeah. I don't understand. It That movie is so weird to me because it has, maybe it's the John Woo thing, I don't know. It has, like, people that, like, legit love it mm-hmm. and not, like, ironically. Yeah. It's fun, but it's, it's awful. It's so stupid. Oh, yeah. It is so... And they're both just at, I wouldn't, I, well, I can't say it's Pete Nicholas Cage. It is not. No. But between, they're just, they're both insufferable in that movie. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand either one of them. I, I, that was, that came out right after I started working at the movie theater. Yeah. That, we could not keep that film in fucking stock. Like, I, and not only that, everyone was waiting for it to come out pre- previously viewed. Everyone knew that we'd put out, like, new previously viewed movies on Monday. Yeah. By the end of the night, they'd be gone. But why? I, I mean, and I'm not I'm not saying even, like, that it's this super terrible movie, no. but on, on a... People in amongst loved it. In amongst other movies of the time... Yeah. There was other good stuff coming out in 97. Okay. I mean, even just okay stuff. There was a lot of shit like that. Yeah. Uh, why that movie? I don't understand. That's that's the thing I don't get. Why that as opposed to why isn't uh, doesn't fucking Armageddon have the same weird amount of? Eh, probably did at the time. Armageddon had a lot of fans, but yeah, something about fucking Face Off. But Armageddon's not getting a remake. No, fucking Face Off is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, that's how you can think of it. All, all of it, like. I know The Rock was a big auction auction action movie at the yeah. time, but like no one talks about The Rock or Armageddon the way that they talk about Face Off now. And I'm wondering if someone like I can make it even more ridiculous. Maybe. Or do people? Is it an ironic? Or do they like it because it's so dumb? Is that? Am I reading this wrong? Most likely, yeah. People who are probably big. Oh, but back then, no. The answer was no. Everyone just fucking loved it. I can't explain it. <laughs> I just can't, I, I go back to the I want to take his face off line and, and not yeah. and just like just show that to like when someone says oh that movie's awesome just show them that and say at least rethink this at least get actors who look like yeah in our like Travolta's like five inches taller than him 
Yeah. Um, their faces look nothing alike. Right. It's like, yeah. Yeah, well, the whole premise is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on, on, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand where that where where that comes from. But whatever. Yeah. So if anything, you could have got like uh, Cillian Murphy and that guy who was playing the polka dot man in the new Suicide Squad. <laughs> Those two guys David look up. Yeah. Mask of Dash. They, they look enough yeah. alike where someone's like, I'm going to switch their faces. I'd be like, do you really have to? I'm going to take his face. Just change their hair. Off. Uh, oh, this one was fun. Uh, I finally got around to watching The Lincoln Lawyer. Uh, yeah. Some that's, that's one I've skipped. Don't. No? It's really good. I want a fucking sequel. Um, Lincoln Lawyer. He plays, you know, a lawyer to people who aren't necessarily good people. I mean, he's a defense lawyer. So he's Saul Goodman? Yeah, very much. Uh, you know, he's got some ties to like a biker gang type of thing. Not deep ties. This is a fucking Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> Not deep ties. But enough so that Just like... surface level ties. If he needs a favor, they're there to help. Sure. Um, but you know, he's defending uh, Ryan Philippi of rape and assault. And he looks he, like he could uh, yeah, be accused quite, of rape or assault. Especially as a rich white boy mm. who... And you learn... He's trying to word that the right way. Yeah. So it's not to super offend Ryan Phillippe. But... Uh, I don't care if I super offend Ryan Phillippe. Dude's, you know, he's doing all right. Yeah, he's fine. Um, he's he, been in some, uh, uh, like, VODs with, yeah. like, 80s action yeah. type I people. was very surprised when he showed up in this. I'm like, shit, that's Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> This is also um, like, what, 2001? Yeah, who else is in it? Uh, William H. Macy is in it. Uh, oh, God. Um, Aunt May. Which one? Hot, sexy Aunt May. Marissa Tomei? Marissa Tomei is in it. Uh, looking wonderful. Um, <laughs> sexy Aunt May. I just get that from another uh, pitch meeting. <laughs> when they pitched uh, Civil War. Have you seen that one? Uh, yes. When they find out they can get Spider-Man, they're like, we're going to make, what's two yeah. words you think of when you think of Aunt May? And he's like, uh, he's like, sexy babe. And he's like, Aunt May? I think he's a sex symbol. Sex symbol, yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, but no, I was very, it's, I mean, it's, it's a legal thriller Grisham type of thing, but it's actually, it's better than the Grisham films were at that time. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I just uh, bought it for $2.11. I, I want another one. I can see how this kind of kick-started the reconnaissance. <laughs> what year did you say it was? 2011. 11? Yeah. yeah. That's um, funny. Well, and, though, and then I watched uh, I watched Bombshell. That's another one. I just don't think I can do it. It's good. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's good. Uh, Charlize Theron is excellent in it. Yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie. It's, how did I put it? Every amazing Hollywood actress is yeah. in this movie. Um. The only part where the film, it needs to have a little more bite yeah. to it. Uh, it was directed by um, Jay Roach, who I just don't think was the guy for it. Did it need Adam McKay? It, yeah, it needs it needs that. Yeah, like you compare this because it's something that like you know was going on. Yeah, you're like, oh, what Rupert R Rupert Murdoch's bad. Roger Ailes is an awful human being. No. Yeah. It needed yeah it needed more cynicism. Um, yeah, because <clears throat> no one watching this movie is going to be shocked by it. Yeah. Like, wait a second. Yeah, but I mean, you've got Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie, Allison Janney, Kate McKinnon, Connie Britton, uh, and then just like a bunch of smaller, like, 
oh, that woman is in it. But yeah. it's it's just a great film. It tell it's not one that's gonna need a rewatch for me no. anyway. Glad I watched it. Understand why it got the accolades it did. Right. Wished it had been a bit sharper. Yeah. But it was good. I gave it a four. Because that's streaming, uh, that's on Amazon? Uh, I think it was HBO Max I watched it on. Yeah. No, I watched it on Hulu. Okay, that's where I'm seeing mm-hmm. it. Because I see it all the time. Yeah. It's always on what to watch next stuff, but I never do. And I also exposed Andrea to Mandy. <laughs> she picked that as one she wanted to watch. And then she about She picked it? She picked it. She saw a trailer for it on something else. Sure. It was we were watching something, an A twenty four film. Yeah. And then like a whole bunch of trailers came on and she's like, I wanna watch that. I wanna watch that. Yeah. I wanna watch that. So we did. Um we watched It Comes at Night, uh, Mandy. I can't remember what the other one we watched was from that. Something. Oh, oh I didn't ooh, I didn't record that. I forgot to record that in here, I have to remember. Uh Killing of a Sacred Deer, we also watched. Ah. Um, but yeah. I thought I, should... I saw that on your list. No. It's... Killing of a Sacred Deer is not listed. Then where the hell did I see that I this know. week? I don't know. Um, but yeah, Mandy was exactly what you thought you'd think it would be from... She loved it. Yeah? She's like, this is one of the most insane things I've ever seen. And I'm like, yes. I remember being just straight confused. Oh, yeah. Like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and at the end, I just still didn't know what happened. Yeah, after watching that and Killing of a Sacred Deer on, like, back-to-back nights, especially with Killing of a Sacred Deer, she's like, why are they talking like this? <laughs> I'm like, that's what they do. Because, like, she, we watched um, another, we, we both watched The Lobster together, so she knows Yorgos Lanthimos has a style. Yeah. So that, that was helpful. So you've watched The Lobster recently? Yes, we both watched, we watched them both recently. Uh, but Jesus, what a fun! I what, would what watch Lobster again. But yeah, Ma- uh, Mandy was was fun to watch. Uh, sadly, um, Willie's Wonderland does not come out until this week. Because if oh, it had yeah. come out last week, we were going to watch that back to back. Yeah. Like, oh, what a great double feature that would you be! You could have just saved Mandy. We could have. I think we thought of it like halfway through Mandy. Yeah. All right. Put that back a few days. I can't remember exactly which day. We'll so we'll put it down as the seventh. Let's assume it was the seventh. What else you got? Um, another one that I missed that I uh, I finally got around to. Big fan. Oh yeah, the, 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 the Pat Oswalt film one. where he plays a New York Giants fan who who like. Well, it's funny because the whole film is the the tension between Philly fans and New York fans. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, Christ, what's his name? Michael Rappaport plays a guy named uh, Philadelphia Phil, ah. <laughs> who because. Um, he, like, Patton Oswalt plays the type of character you expect him to, not a successful man, lives in his mother's house. Bit of a sad sack. Bit of a sad sack, works at a parking, an underground parking garage. He can't even get a gig at an above ground parking garage. he's below ground. Um, but his life is spent with him and Kevin Corrigan basically going to Giants games. They live for Giants. He's calling into the radio shows all the time. Eventually, one night out, they're pumping gas. And they see, like, the all-star linebacker for the jet, for the Giants at a gas station. They follow him to a club. Um, things get a bit weird. And the guy beats the ever-loving shit out of him. Cool. Um, 
at the time that this happens, the Giants are like seven and two and on their way to win the division. But because of this incident, the guy gets suspended. The, the Giants start losing. Um, the cops keep pressing him for information about what happened. And he decides he's not going to tell them anything because he wants... Wants him back on the field. Wants him, instead of, you know, getting a... And his brother's like a Jersey lawyer. Instead of getting like a multi-million dollar settlement and putting this guy behind bars, he decides, no, I want him on the field so the Giants can win. Yeah. Um. So... Well, it, it's not the greatest film, but it's it was enjoyable. I certainly liked watching Pat Oswalt. I'll watch in almost anything except the King of Queens. Oh yeah. Uh, what was the tone? Black comedy, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Some black comedy with some sad sackedness. Yeah. It, so it sounds like it would hard. It'd be tough to pull off. It is. Tone. It is. The tone is. At certain points, you're just like, okay, I completely understand him. I'm a sports fan. I get it. Yeah. But at the other time, it's like, that dude beat the ever-loving Jesus out of you and put you in the hospital for six days. Yeah. You've now got, like, headaches all the time because he fucking walloped on you. <laughs> um, you know, like, I don't... Yeah. I get that you're a Giants fan, yeah. but fuck. Yeah. Um, and Ooh. then it kind of... Have you heard about this? No. Movie? Okay. And then for a while, you almost think it's going to go Taxi Driver. But it, that's what it sounds but like. But it doesn't. Yeah. So I, it's like, go one way or the other. I, I put you either had to make, you had to either make this much darker or much funnier. Yeah. You kind of sat in the middle, which is why I made it a three and a half star film. Because it's, Patton is good. I liked him. But yeah, I want, I want this, I want it directed by someone else. Uh, you mentioned your, you gave three and a half. <clears throat> I am feeling trapped by my rating system. I I feel like I, I should have set my uh, my meh rating as a two and a half, which is like yeah. right in the middle. Because I feel like everything I watch is a three and a half or a four. Yeah. Like everything. Because I have trapped myself into this way of rating them that like the ratings have kind of lost meaning. Yeah. I thankfully watched a god-awful film last night. So you got to give it something a one or something? I got to give something a one and a half. So I'm like, yeah. okay, because yeah, I was in, everything was a three and a half to a four. Yeah. For a, like two week span, it seemed like. I'm like, I, I get it, because that's, I'm not going to watch movies that are awful. Right, yeah. And we've the one that, that was awful last night, I hoped was good. It yeah. was um, by the guy who did The Descent and Dog Soldiers, Neil Marshall, directed a ton of the best episodes of uh, Game of Thrones. He did like the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. Um, the Battle of um Helm's Deep. No. <laughs> no. Uh like the big the first big battle of the Battle of Season Two. I think that's what it was called historically too, was the yeah. Battle of Season Two. <laughs> of I think season that's what two. they called it in the books. Pretty much any time there was a big battle episode, him. they brought him in. Yeah. Um so he's good. He can do something. Uh but the one I watched last night, The Reckoning. Was straight fucking garbage. Uh, Maybe that was the reckoning. Was it that it's straight garbage? Well, it could have been so good because it, it takes place in England during the 1600s. It's about this woman who is accused of being a witch during the time of the plague. Okay, rife with story. Sure. And it is the most paint by numbers thing I've ever watched. Like it's one of those films where every line of dialogue, you know what's coming next. Yeah, every single beat of that story. Nothing comes as a surprise. Um, the actress 
also co-wrote it and produced it. She sucks. <laughs> she reminds me a lot of Rosamund Pike, only with zero talent or charisma. Yeah. Um, and the entire time I'm watching, I'm like, how did this fucking movie get made? So I dig a, did a little digging. Apparently, they're now married, her and the director. Oh, well, um, good for them. When they made this, she had recently come out as having sex with a bunch of like like executives, and they ended up losing their jobs, and people were blaming her for it. Oh, okay. So there was a witch hunt for her. So she was getting like crucified in the press. So they decided to write a movie about an actual witch hunt. Yes, and this film was like they're we're being persecuted, blah blah blah. You're all off of those, and I'm like, well, they're gonna persecute you for this now too, because this sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, I the whole like I started out like first few first like half hour. I'm like, oh, this is probably a three. Then like every fifteen minutes, it's like it just drops. It's just dropping, <laughs> and I'm like, this might get all the way to a fucking one, because just like. Everything about it, like, she's way too pretty and looks too good on screen to be alive in that time. Yeah, right. Because she's always clean. Yeah. Um, There are, like, I, and I swear to God, no joke, there's, like, seven glamour shots of her ass in this film. <laughs> her, her bare ass. No other nudity in the film whatsoever except for her ass. So, so it's like, just there. Yeah, I'm like, she just wants to show off her ass yeah. on a big screen. That's all yeah. she's doing. We're doing a lot of crunches. Yeah, it's, yeah, it just. squats. Yeah, it just, oh, yeah, nothing about this film was good. And I, I don't get it because The Descent is one of my favorite horror movies of all fucking time. I love that movie. And this isn't scary. Even though the devil makes appearances in it. When he makes appearances, he looks like fucking, what's his name, in the stand. Does he get a lap dance? <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> cool. Kinda. Good for him. The the devil in fucking Little Nas X's video looked better. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just, just god-awful fucking movie. Uh, and I hated that that was like the last thing I watched coming into today. <laughs> but it was. I'm fresh off The Reckoning. Yeah. Well... <sighs> Uh, yeah, I saw what you watched, and I'm like, damn. Well, I've watched some god awful garbage. That's kind of that's kind of how like I feel like the the trap in the ratings because. But all, to be fair, you're watching Bong Joon Ho films. I know, but like, I guess uh, it would be the like Godzilla versus Kong and Memories of Murder are very different movies. Yeah, but they're both force for yeah, me. But, Again, they fall into categories for how we see them, though. Yeah. Because, like, I grade my horror movies different than I do my yeah. Marvel movies different than I right. do prestige films every right. time. Right. It just it just feels... Uh, you get it. Yeah. And, honestly, the more I talk to other people who watch a lot of movies, they get it, too. Yeah. Because it's just... I just look to see if I've given any... I've never given Bong Joon-ho anything less than a four. Yeah. Ever. Uh, so, I started with... Okja, which you have seen. Yes. It was probably, it's, I mean, it's definitely the most enjoyable uh, <laughs> one that I watched this week. And it has like that super sad ending. Uh, I mean, super Jesus. sad, super sad, happy uh, ending. Spoilers for anyone who has not seen this, but the scene when they're leaving 
the yeah, slaughter the yard. And they ha- that the the I guess the mom and daddy hippo pigs super pigs hippo super pigs yeah kind of shove the baby at them and Okja hides the baby in her mouth so that they can get out. I'm just like, oh my fucking god, this is like something out of a fucking Holocaust movie. It is. <laughs> it is. Yes, definitely. Uh, and I appreciated that. Like I, like I thought in that moment that this is what separates really good filmmakers because that was set up earlier in the movie a couple times by she hides in Oakja's mouth a couple times. Mm-hmm. That this this is something that can happen, mm-hmm. in, and it's not. But it never it, draws attention. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know how. I don't. Yeah, exactly. There was no. They they didn't, as they say, hang a lantern on it. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't. 100% necessary. It's just a little extra touch where you're like, oh, she's going to carry her home in her mouth because she does that. It's the one thing they can save. Uh, so, like, I really appreciate that, I guess. And, yeah. and like, in a way that well, a lesser filmmaker would have either fucking hammered... Made the reckoning. Yeah. <laughs> would have shined a spotlight on it yeah. early or not done that at all well, and just been like, hey... Yeah, just take our word for it. She carried her home in her mouth. Yeah. And if what after watching that film, I'm like, you know what? I bet Bong Juho was a veg- vegetarian. Yeah. Didn't spend an entire movie hammering that home. Right. But you got the message by the end that he probably is a vegetarian. <laughs> Do you want to hear an awful story? Uh, sure. Story? Well, not awful, but like just a funny. Actually, it's a funny <laughs> anecdote about my watching of Oja. I watched it in the morning uh, while Robin and the kids had gone. They went to Bangor for something. And on the way home, they were stopping to get something to eat and asked me if I wanted anything. Mm-hmm. So I had them, I, I like the number one from Dairy Queen, which is just a quarter pounder of bacon. Mm-hmm. So Robin brings me my bacon cheeseburger <laughs> 15 minutes into with to go in this movie. Oh, God. So you know how the last 15 minutes of this movie are. Yeah. Uh this pig that you've uh, slowly fallen in love with the whole movie, uh, if you're not aware, is now at a slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. This is when my bacon burger arrived. <laughs> I ate it. Yeah. Uh, I, I just thought it was funny because I was just sitting there going, oh, man. Still, um, though, it, it really shows his skill of a filmmaker that he can have a scene that affecting. Yeah. And then earlier in the film, there's a scene where Oakja uses poop as a defense. Yes. Straight which up is, poop Which jokes. is also set up. Yeah. It's all, it's the first time you see Oak just shooting poop is not when she's shooting poop at the bad guy. If you haven't seen Oakja. <laughs> yeah. It seems really weird, but. have no idea what we're talking yeah. about. But, but it, see this fucking movie. It wasn't, again, it wasn't uh, a clear setup. It was the first time you see the way that Oakja poops. It's like, oh, this is how they feed the fish. Mm-hmm. Because this is how, and this is how they get such big fish in that pond is that they've been eating this super pig poop. Mm-hmm. And then it was used later. Yeah. Like stuff like that. I really appreciate shit like yeah. that. It's like you uh, thought about your script. Didn't yes, you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my God, you wrote a scene with the other scenes in mind. You you did a second pass at this. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> and when you, and again, we don't watch bad movies on purpose, but even like good movies that I might even rate very close to mm-hmm. Oja aren't they're just not as good they don't they're not as well crafted mm-hmm. uh and it's 
it kind of gets frustrating for the other one. Like, for example, uh, uh, Godzilla versus Kong would never think to do anything no. like the last two examples we just used. Wouldn't even consider it. Doesn't no. need to. Yeah. No. Um, it, it, you see Kong do something, it's because it looked cool right now. That's mm -hmm. why we did it. Yeah. Um, but overall, Ojo is the most enjoyable of the ones, I, obviously, like, when you hear about Fuck, the rest of them. Fucking Paul Dano. Yeah. That movie is like perfect yep. Paul Dano right there. I, he's an actor that, when he is used right, I fucking love him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's so good at that. He's absolutely wonderful. And Jake Gyllenhaal doing... Whatever the fuck Jake Gyllenhaal was doing in that. That was a, I wondered how much of that was a choice, uh, yeah. where he has this very TV personality voice when he's on camera, but yeah. when he's not, he's this squeaky, weaselly little yeah. dipshit. Yeah. Uh, I loved that. Again. Oh, I, and I love that Bong Joon-ho allowed him to just be like, make that choice. Yeah. Like, no, go weird with it. It's going to be one of the least weird things in this film. Go for it. Just and, wait till you see what fucking some of the other actors are doing. Yeah. Uh, when he's just, just his mannerisms, when he's just standing still, he just, it, it's, it was, fuck it, Tilda Swinton. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he keeps he, using her. He does like Tilda Swinton. Ooh, she, everyone should use her in a fucking movie. And she looks similar. Well, she, she looks very similar. The two roles that she plays in this movie are similar to uh, her Snowpiercer mm. look, sort of, I guess. I think it's just the mouth, the, the tooth prosthetics. Yeah. He's really into giving her bigger teeth. Or she is. Or I she is. I could totally see her doing like, you know, I want really big teeth in this yeah. one, too. I mean, I like my teeth just fine, but I want them 50% bigger. Oh, just such a gem of a fucking movie. Uh, and it took. I we're, we're, I'm going to say that for like the next three things you talk about. Well, it's but. it's it. It's one of the ones where I I I knew that it, I heard that it was good immediately. It's been it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. Uh, and I which I'm just kind of pisses me off because I can't put it on my fucking shelf. Correct. Next to my other Bong Joon Ho, which I'm hoping though now that a lot of the Netflix films are coming out in the Criterion Collection. Yeah. And we're almost to the point where. All of the Bong Joon Ho films will be on Criterion or a similar release. Yeah, that I'm hoping that one day they will get at least a really good physical release, even if it's not Criterion. Just fucking put it out so I can have it on my shelf, please. I was going to just just to have it to put on a shelf. The hey, Angry Girl from uh, Godzilla Kong, right there. Yeah. What, was Angry Girl? Oh, was that Carol? her? That's it her. is. Yeah, she's not quite as severe in that. Uh, the Netflix is uh, doing its little scroll by. That's why you kind of every once in a while hear us talk about something that you can't see. Uh, have you seen this movie, Freaks? I have not. Of that? But I've heard it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I heard uh, it was on a video I watched this week, so I thought I might watch it. Um, the next one I watched was not as enjoyable, or not not as uh, uh, pleasant, I guess. Although Oak is not really pleasant. It is. It's a fairy tale. You yeah. have to think of it as like a grim. It's weird because it's like a. It's it's almost like um. Because it's up on the screen, Pan's Labyrinth. It's yeah. almost like a Guillermo del Toro level of kids' film. Well, this is okay. This gets to the the real uh, the kind of the you talked earlier about. We we've talked a couple times about tone. You have to understand the tone of like Korean movies, not just Bong movies, but like like the host is a fun kind of monster movie, but it's also like. And violent and uh the 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 dad dies and yeah so they're all kind of like grim fairy tales uh his fairy tale style ones are are very 
like adultish, but starring a kid. Yeah, um, or revolving around a kid, I should say. So, so oh, she's not yeah. necessarily starring a kid, but it revolves around her. Right, and the and the subject matter is like serious. Yeah, uh, uh, you know the the poop poop aside. Poop, yeah, shooting poop aside. Shooting poop aside. Uh, shooting poop pellets. Um, but so memories of murder is uh, um, based on a true story. An actual Korean serial killer. Yeah. Uh, you have or have not seen? I have not. Um, like I said, it comes out on Blu-ray the 20, 20th of April. So, All right. Well, we'll, we'll get more in depth then. Uh, the thing you, you kind of... It, it actually takes a little bit to realize it but like i got about halfway through and i was like man there's no good guys in this movie because <laughs> there kind of isn't uh well that, that's kind of how it is with another one that you watched with uh mother. there's oh yeah true the the mother's yeah. kind of a good guy but then not <laughs> uh it actually has a uh it uh, a parallel to a much much worse movie that we both watched this year uh the lie oh yeah Kinda, yeah, kinda, yeah. sorta. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll talk more about Memories of Murder after you've watched it. Um, but yeah, there's not really anyone to root for, and it's also, I mean, spoilers for something that's true. Uh, there's no resolution really. Yeah, one of the main. It's kind of well, it's kind of like Zodiac. That's I was just gonna say one of the ones that gets compared to a lot is this is the Korean Zodiac. Very much so. Yeah, yeah I would agree with that. Um, Where it's more about what happens to the people investigating it more than the investigation itself. Hundred percent. Yes, that is. That's. Yes, that's <laughs> what this is. Um, and I'm thinking Zodiac. No one's really likable in Zodiac either. <laughs> no. If you think about it, like yeah, the most likable person is Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, and he's, he's pretty much abandoned his wife and kids. He's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, he uh, he, he. Iron Man yeah. sucks. Uh, Hulk sucks. Yeah, Anthony Edwards not great. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Mysterio's the closest you got to <laughs> a halfway, and he's just like you say, he's a fucking weirdo and yeah. abandons his family. Uh, yeah, it's very much that. Um, yeah, I gave it a four. I don't. I don't know. It, it, we'll talk about it. Uh, the next one after that was Mother. I think. I. I think that I think Mother was the best movie I watched this week. Mother's really, really good. And I, part of it is uh, the, the other thing. I, I also have this compulsion to rate something right away. I really should wait because uh, it also it kind of matters to me if I'm thinking about something days later. Mm. And both, uh, actually, all of these, I have. There's a lot of shit on this list. I don't even. I couldn't tell you even what. Yeah. Like if we go back two months and just pick a random movie, I bet there's one there that I, I fucking couldn't tell you at all what happened in that movie, other than broad strokes. Um, Mother, I I still think about. Oh like yeah. You th- like you think about it a couple days later because it's kind of fucked and it's. Yeah, I mean the the main story is there's a young man. Who, um, mental retardation there. 70 IQ. Who they believe commits a heinous crime. And his mother goes about proving he's innocent or attempting to prove that he's innocent. That's the whole, that's the overarching plot of the movie. There's a lot more at play. Yeah. Um, as, as with most of his films, there's stuff involving class. Yeah. There's stuff involving poverty. Um, and just... You know, where you draw the line at what is right, what is wrong. 
and it thoroughly explores how far you're willing to go. Well, and and when it's your kid, does it even matter if they did it or not? Yeah. To you. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you knew your kid was... And I'm not I'm not going to say... Not spoiling it for one way no. or the other. If you, even if you find out your kid is guilty, are you still going to do everything you can to keep them out of jail? Yeah, because part of, the, part of the story here is that she doesn't know. Yeah. Because she knows his mental deficiency he's still he's 27 years old he still lives with his mother they still sleep in the same bed and he's very much uh not like a weird uh psycho kind of way no but just because they're so poor that's what they have he's very much a child yeah um Um, but he also has adult friends who convince him to do shit take advantage of him and because they because and he feels like they treat him like an adult and they kind of do kind of do he's their mascot more than anything else that they can get, to yeah. Do dumb, that they can get to do dumb shit, right? Uh, and you don't know as the viewer, and and more importantly, this is another thing that again I appreciate uh, that other. It seems like recently I've watched a lot of movies where the audience knows, other people in the movie know, but the protagonist doesn't know. Whatever the the, the thing is of the plot. And we have to watch them trying to figure it out, even though we already know. That's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of annoying. Yeah. In this case, none of us know. Yeah. And it's not like it's, he did anything crazy to make us not know. Right. He never showed the actual crime being committed. Yeah. He shows the the, the night that it happens, yeah. and then it's the next morning. Yeah. Uh, Guess so what? You, you don't show the crime. The doubt's going to be there for everybody. Yeah. Crazy. So, <laughs> so she doesn't... and And really... It's also, he doesn't even, part of him, because he doesn't understand the stakes fully, yeah. he kind of wants the street cred. Yeah. Of Because there's a, there's a part of him that's like, yeah, I fucking killed her. Yeah. You know, but he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't you know, grasp the severity yeah. of what he's saying. Yeah, like, oh, uh, I'm going to go to jail for the rest of my life? Because yeah. I admit that? That's not crass. That's he's not he's getting attention for this, and he's thinking it's going to make him, but like... You're being accused of murdering a mm-hmm. teenage girl, dude. Come yeah. on. Uh, so, yeah, you. no one in the movie is sure until mm-hmm. near the end uh, what exactly happened. Um, so, I, yeah, Mother was the best movie I watched this week. Uh, I really liked it. I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. I, I feel like it's the sort of thing when I get far enough away from it, I will. Yeah. Um, but it's the one where you're where right after you're kind of tired mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, my God, I can't. I couldn't do that again if I tried. Um Speaking of a kind of a long, it made me remind me of the length. I have found that it must be a thing because it's not just happens to be all the movies I'm picking. Korean movies are between two hours and ten minutes and two hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, like every single one of them. Yep, every one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's fine, but I just it's there is there. Uh, you start to get into. Uh, yeah, it's fine because I remember the first time I watched The Wailing, I was like, "This seems long." Then I'm yeah. like, "Nope, this is." Right on the money for what they all are. All of every Bong movie is two hours and ten minutes to two hours and twenty-five minutes. Um, the uh, the last one I watched, <laughs> which was which is by far the darkest one you watched. Yeah, uh, oh, I love that movie. I watched. I saw the devil. That was. Uh, it was. Did I tell this? I know I didn't. I couldn't have because I don't think I'd bought it yet. Um, I went looking for it, and. 
Because it's, I, I, I'd heard about, I mean, it's from 2010. It's the same it's guy been, who directed Old Boy. And yeah. The Vengeance, the Vengeance trilogy. Uh, of which, Mr. Vengeance is free on voodoo, but Lady Vengeance is not. Love it when they do that. <laughs> which is I have them all on Region B, but. <laughs> ah, that'll play in here. Yeah, uh, so anyway, uh, but I Saw the Devil was also free on voodoo, and I felt like, that doesn't seem right, because usually you watch trash movies yeah, for free should, on voodoo. you shouldn't have this on there. I, sh- I shouldn't have ads, so I bought it. Uh, I, I was able to get it for two bucks because well, it's, yeah, it's old you, enough. You don't want ads interrupting that. No, and it's it was of course they would have come at the worst possible spots. Yeah, it's old enough, and uh, it was it's popular enough in America that it was on the disc to digital. So I was able to get it for two bucks. Mm. Um, it, I don't know. What do you say? What 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 do you even say? Well, I mean, it's it's a police procedural sort of kinda. It's yeah. a revenge flick, yeah, without a doubt. Basically, a man whose wife was, it was his wife, right? Because I haven't seen it in like four years. Fiance. Fiance yes. was murdered by a serial killer. Correct. He finds out who the serial killer is. And then yeah. spends the rest of the movie torturing, torturing him, but not in like a... a little catch and release. Yeah, exactly. Not in a, I'm going to keep him locked up in my basement for four years kind of thing. It's not immediately clear. It's not even announced until later in the movie do you get the... Uh, standard action hero exposition from someone else who works with him. But you don't even know what this guy is. You just know he's some sort of maybe law enforcement type mm-hmm. thing. Cause he, the first time you see him, he's in a suit and he's got a thing in his ear uh, and he's saying he has to go to work and he's clearly very important or whatnot. Uh, and he's on the phone with his fiance right before she gets murdered. And it turns out that he's this Jason Bourne type dude. Yeah. Um, but it is odd you don't get that little exposition dump until later cuz i because the thing that confused me was that his future father-in-law was the chief of police mm-hmm. so i guess i just assumed that he was also a police officer yeah. which he isn't no. um so really upon re- i i need to watch this again but i don't know if i can do it <laughs> uh not right away obviously but uh yeah, it leaves you feeling kind of oogie yeah i'll watch it again my yeah, because my problem with it was uh, not problem, I guess. Or, no, I guess it, my problem with liking it, enjoying it more. Again, this is not an enjoyable movie. No. Uh, it's weird to even talk about it in these terms. But our hero, who is also uh, you may remember him from GI Joe Retaliation as Storm Shadow. Oh, that's right, he was Storm Shadow. He was Storm Shadow, and he was also uh, he was the Korean guy yeah. on uh, Magnificent. Set the, the the Denzel Washington and uh, uh, Chris. Is that Magnificent Seven? Dirty dozen, dirty dozen. Whatever. The, what was the one with? Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was Magnificent Seven with Chris Pratt and. Jeez, yeah. I forgot he was in that. I didn't even realize that was him. Uh, yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, Magnificent Seven. He was also in apparently Terminator Genesis. Okay. You gave that two stars by by the looks of it. Um, another yeah, one that he Genesis was in terrible. that is on my Korean list is the Good, the Bad, the Weird. Yep. Have you seen that? I have not. Um, but I've heard wonderful things about that. Yeah. That one and um, Men from Nowhere, I've heard nothing but good things about. So those are ones on my on my Korean watch list right now. Uh, so, he basically, exactly like you said, he, he finds out very quickly 
who the murderer is. And it's... So this is very much not a... a, uh, a it's very much not mother, where yeah. you're trying to find out... You know who yeah. committed... The, you know who committed the crime immediately. Yeah. And the him tracking down the killer is just like, uh, okay, I guess he found him? Yeah. I mean, because that's really as simple as it is. He he gets a list of suspects and then he just kind of goes and beats the shit out of all of them until he finds his wife's, his, yeah. his fiance's engagement ring, uh, at the, at this guy's murder dungeon. So there's really, there's no, um, you know, mystery to solve or him discovering anything. It is a straight revenge flick because then, like you said, he keeps beating the shit out of him, <coughs> maiming him in some way and then leaving him alive. Yeah. <laughs> Usually he drops him off somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Like he fucking full on gauges his fucking uh, his hamstring. I mean his his Achilles. Uh, and does he cut something off? Does he cut fingers off or something? I can't remember now. Was, remember. There was so much. There was so much uh, uh, yeah, dismembering. He, he fucks with that. Dude. Yeah. Oh, and I, like you said, it's not like little just, oh, I found you, yeah. now I'm going to cut you on the face to give you a scar. Oh, it's, no. no he, it's brutal. He fucking tortures this guy. My, the thing that made it tough was like, yeah, I know you're getting your revenge, but he did rape that girl after you let him go. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Again. I don't know if I can. There be, is no good guy. I don't this. know if I can be on your side here. because a good guy. Because even if, even if that didn't happen, he's. Yeah, the guy that he's torturing is a serial killer, but does that make your continued torture okay? I mean, he like he he rapes that woman at the clinic like right after he lets him go, and yeah. like uh, yeah, you're kind of responsible. You for that are one hundred percent. This is the Batman Joker. This I mean, is you know like one hundred percent your fault. Yeah, like every time Batman releases the Joker, he's kind of responsible for. Yeah. Well, not released, but every time they put him in Arkham, instead of just Batman straight fucking killing him, he he's commits, responsible for everything the Joker does after. I think after he gets released, he commits two more murders, another rape, and a very violent beating on the old man. Uh, now, the, the other thing that's like, I, I don't even know if it was explained, because the other part about uh, watching film's not in English, is you spend a lot of time reading. You have to pick and choose in some places. Um, and like we were talking about before we started, you kind of get into a groove of it uh, with the language and, and the way that kind of people's cadences and the way people talk. Um, but still, it's it's not easy to catch everything the first time. Because the other thing you kind of lose is um, inflection sometimes. You don't yeah. know where, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, just little things with the language. Maybe they explained it more, but the two dudes that he kills in the car, in the rando taxi that picks mm -hmm. him up, they were also serial killers? Question mark? Because they had a body in the trunk? Yeah, I don't remember if I Does thought Does anyone they were... know what we're talking I don't, about? I don't remember if I... Th I don't think I thought they were serial killers at the time. I just figured, in this part of town, everyone's got <laughs> a body in their trunk. Every cab has a body in the trunk. Because you don't come across many good people. In this film. Um, so I just got the feeling like, this is a bad area. Yeah? Pretty much anyone he interacts with probably has done something terrible. Now, were the guy in the taxi and the taxi driver 
was the taxi driver the one in the trunk and the two people in the car had carjacked him? No, I don't know. Did I just figure something out and I saw the devil? Open. I might have broke something open in this 11-year-old movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, but in, in something like this, though, you're just like, yeah, let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's, let's get to the next thing. Um, it, it's an excellent movie. I mean, yeah. obviously. Uh, yeah, many people the year that came out named it, like, the best horror movie of the year. And it's not a typical Do you consider film. it a horror movie? I don't. I don't usually consider serial killer movies horror movies. I guess you could... But then again, sometimes I say Seven is one of my favorite horror movies, so, you know. It's it's one of those that they're almost a genre in, unto, unto themselves at this point. Because there definitely is... There's so, definitely torture porn. Yeah, because I know when I do... Which I, I, see, I don't consider torture porn horror, because to me it's boring. There's, but and there's, this is not. There's body horror. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's definitely... Horrific. There's a lot of dismembered yeah. Yeah, body it's, it's parts. It's one of those like. Oh, there's cannibalism. Yeah. I forgot that part. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that whole angle. Yeah. So I know, like, when I did my list of like my favorite 100 horror movies, I didn't include Silence of the Lambs because I think it's it it's more than a horror film. Yeah. This is <coughs> more than a horror film to me. You know, it 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 it, it, it it's like saying you know. Snowpiercer isn't just a science fiction film. Mm. You know, it's more. It, it yeah. It, it's it's the reason like most Korean films for me are hard to categorize. Oh, that's they, you learn that very quickly. Well, they it's play like, in every genre. Yeah, and that's that is uh and that is Bong does it more sh- uh, starkly than I think the other ones that I've watched have, but it's also, it's just part of kind of their cinema that, that things aren't so nailed down to if you're doing a Western, this has yeah. to be here, this has to be here, yeah. and this Makes has to be here. Makes you wonder what their video stores would look like. And this, this, and this can't. That's another, yeah. that's another like, kind of... When you go into their video stores, are there categories? Yeah. You know, or is it just everything's right there in alphabetical order, no matter what it is? I mean, some of the stuff like, uh, even like Memories of Murder... There's still kind of this might be this is not probably the right way to put it, but there's still kind of like slapsticky elements to it. Oh, um, again, I don't know if you've seen this, but if you haven't, The Wailing. Did you watch that? No. The Wailing is probably the most with that. With where it's like a police procedural, but it's also a haunting. Movie, but then there's yeah, there's the outright fucking slapstick, where it's just like, I I can't categorize this film. It, it gets categorized usually as a horror film, but I think you will love the wailing. And again, check the time on it. And what? Oh, this is even longer. This is one thirty six, hundred fifty six minutes. What was the what was the one you mentioned a second ago? The. Uh... Shit. We were talking about oh, it was when I mentioned the good, the bad, the weird, you said something. Oh, man from nowhere. Okay. Um, I can tell you that uh, once we talked about how my like our our actor list, um, right around the same time. Uh. Once I get through my Korean watch list, that's going to be like my whole top ten. 
because uh, of the year. <laughs> well, Bong, uh, yeah. Bong has like the same. Uh, the 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 dad from Parasite, uh, Song Kang Ho, is in almost every Bong movie, and I'm gonna rewatch all of them. Mm-hmm. He is he's the the he's in Snowpiercer, um, and he's also in uh, a movie not by Bong that I really want to watch. It's on my list: A Taxi Driver. Yeah. Have you seen the previews for that? No. We'll watch the trailer in yeah. a minute. Yeah, it's like um because I just recently got the Criterion box set of Wong Kar Wai films, mm-hmm. and like Tony Leung is in oh every one of them. Movies. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, and he's in other movies as well. Yeah. So it's like by the end of the year, by the time I get through, because that that box set has six or seven films in it. So by the time, it's one of these things where like they keep releasing Bong Bong Joon Ho films on Criterion, and I'm like. I feel like five years from now they're going to do a huge box set and I'm going to own them all individually and be like, oh, what do I do? Buy it again. Probably. Criterions retain their value more than any other discs. Yeah. So. Especially if they go out of print. Jesus. I had a bunch of them that I have recently go out of print. Like Rosemary's Baby, Medium Cool. Um, shit. A couple other ones, anyway. That went out of print and immediately they like went up on eBay to like eighty to one hundred and twenty dollars a disc. Oh well, the uh, I don't think I finished my story. I must have gotten sidetracked. I was looking for a, just to get a Parasite Steelbook. Oh Jesus! Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> uh-uh. And that was at fucking Best Buy. Yeah, <laughs> like the American Parasite and that wasn't Steelbook. Even like a Mondo release for is, on it's like thirty seven dollars on eBay. And the one that I want that has the cool cover with the stairs mm. going both ways is like sixty five bucks. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. When shit goes out of print, it goes out of fuck. Yeah, it's worse than any other collector's thing that I've ever seen. I don't seen even care if I have the print. disc. I just want the case. Yeah. I just want the case. The case is very cool. Yeah. I do that a lot of times too, where I'm like, I like this artwork better than the other artwork. So I'm gonna get. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't give a fuck if something is steelbook or not. To me, what. Rarely ever have I ever dropped something and gone, thank fucking God, that was in a steelbook. <laughs> been, I might have broken that otherwise. There would have been blue plastic everywhere. Yeah. Um, but they often, and again, sometimes this is the exact opposite, where sometimes the steelbook is god-awful ugly. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't care if this becomes more valuable. It's hideous. Yeah. I, but if it's got a better cover, I'll buy it. <laughs> um, like, I think... Grab that old boy. I think the old boy that I ended up with is not the cover art that I like. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not. No, it's not him walking down the street. Yeah, I don't like that. It's but it, B, so this played all right on your... Yeah. Okay, yeah, then you're... I, I'll have to bring over my Vengeance trilogy, because it'll probably play then. Um, yeah, it was just that that was all I could get, but yeah. it's not... I was like, God damn it, I want the other cover art. <laughs> uh, yeah, the other cover is so much better. But those ones, yeah. Those DVDs and Blu-rays are expensive as fuck. Yeah, I was... I, whatever. Um, I was thinking maybe... I. It does. It won't be a steel book though. But I feel like uh, I feel like Parasite could be five ninety nine four K at Black Friday. Oh, it will be. That's I, I. I can feel that. And even though I own the Criterion disc, yeah. When that comes out, that cheap on four K, I'll buy it because the Criterion is not four K. Criterion. Oh, it's not. Criterion doesn't do four K. What a bunch they'll, of they'll pretentious do, they'll, pricks. They'll have four K transfers. Yeah. You know, down to two K. But they've never released a 4K disc. Huh. A lot of, uh, like, Arrow. A lot of the boutique labels, like, Arrow just started doing 4K. I won't I won't feel bad uh, paying, like, $4 for a 4K uh, Parasite because I bought that bundle 
for Memories of Murder. Yeah. Because I was getting basically getting Parasite free. Yeah. Because Memories of Murder yeah, was going to be fifteen the, bucks. The the dog the barking dogs don't bite or whatever. Yeah. Because that was his first film. It was right. on the Criterion Channel like two months ago. And do things I, leave? Yeah, they leave the Criterion Channel all the time. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I thought it was kind of like a Netflixy thing, and no, you no, have even, it, you got even, it. Even the ones that are in like okay. the Criterion Collection, they'll rotate through. Oh, that was one of the other ones. Harold and Maude. Harold and Maude went to went out of print, and luckily Andrea got it for me for Valentine's Day. Like, and it went out of print like two weeks later, and that thing's like a hundred bucks now. Wow. Um, but what was I saying? Yeah, they'll, they'll especially especially the films that they don't own. They'll, it'll be on for like two or three months, and then it'll rotate out. I guess I assumed once something was kind of Criterion Collection that it just was. No, a lot of this, a lot of their, no, 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 because it's it's like any other huh. thing. Um, a lot of the stuff that recently rent went out of print were all from the same studio. Yeah, it's Paramount. They were Paramount films, so Paramount wanted to put them on their own network, so they didn't renew their their license. Huh. Um, yeah, there there is a lot of stuff on the Criterion Collection, uh, that are, are produced by what's called the Janus. Collection G A U G J A N U S like Janus from the Muppets. Yes, those will probably forever be Criterion films. Yeah, but there, yeah, there are other ones that are on there, for like like Armageddon and The Rock. <laughs> you know that <laughs> <laughs> have never been re released. Um, they're they're on there once, <sighs> and that was it. Um, but yeah, the channel they'll like they had all of Bong Joon Ho's films. Yeah, one month. Yeah, so you could watch them all in the collect like. Here, I'll pull up my app right now because this will be exciting for everyone at home. Well, while you're doing that, then I will. Uh, what about the Chaser? Have you heard of the Chaser? I have seen that cover. Okay. Yes. So yes, uh, I have. This is that's supposedly pretty good. Uh, how about? Well, the Soul is a Chinese movie uh, that's new this year. It's going to be on Netflix at the end of the month. Uh, what about the Quiet Family? No. This is from 98. Oh, I have heard of, um, is it the Shoplifters? Shop or Shoplifters? The Quiet Family is from the same guy that did, uh, I no. the devil. Like, here's a good example. Like, right now they have a collection called Black Westerns that you can okay. watch. It's got Duel at Diablo, The Learning Tree, El Condor, Black Rodeo, Buck and the Preacher, The Legend of Black Charlie, Rosewood, Buffalo Soldiers. Oh, it's already gone off there. Because Posse was on here. The Mario Van Peebles. Yeah. But it's now gone from there. So it's like they'll have these collections that they'll put up that stay on there for a little while and then are gone again. And they do it a lot with like directed by Bertrand Trevarnier. No idea what he's directed. But they'll put up a bunch of his films. And then after two months, they'll go away. They'll, some come back again, some don't. So unfortunately, with the Bong Joo Ho ones, like, all-time favorites, those are probably almost always going to be on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the Bong Joon-ho film, it was like, oh, it, it leaves tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have time to watch it, so I have yet to see uh, the sleeping, the dogs one. <laughs> you know the dogs Dogs one. don't, dogs, barking dogs, dogs don't bite. Dogs bite stuff, and sometimes they don't. But, like, yeah, here's one who's going to be on here forever, probably. Toshiro Mufune, Mufune turns 100. He was in almost every fucking samurai film. Yeah. So, and he was on a lot, he was in a lot of Akira Kurosawa films. So his film collection on here is about fucking 30 films. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 
that's what the Criterion is good for. I don't... I, what I tend to do with this collection is I'll binge for like a week and watch a bunch of stuff on nothing but that. Oh, what's on there? Man from Nowhere is on Amazon. Ooh. I love how this is just pretty much turned into us adding stuff to our... Well, that's what people tune in for. Yeah. Um, I say as I just go right back to what I was doing. <laughs> uh, the Wailing. Oh, the other thing that the, the Criterion Channel does often, they'll do like a release um, double features. Like the one they release for this weekend, because they release a new one every weekend. Yeah. This weekend, it's Shaft and Shaft's big score. Okay. You know. I never watched the, the new Shaft. Did you watch the I new? have not either. You can, not You can actually, because you don't want to add an unnecessary <laughs> yeah, Samuel <laughs> Jackson to your list. Um, and then be pissed that you did. They did a double feature of Cooley High and Rock and Roll High School. I like that double feature. The Last Tree and the 400 Blows. That's a good one. Oh, Watermelon Man and Cotton Comes to Harlem. That's a good one. The Samurai and Ghost Dog Way of the Samurai. Ooh, Days of Heaven and Reflecting Skin. That's a weird double who, feature. Uh, who directed Ghost Dog? Jim Jarmusch. Somebody, yeah. Jim Jarmusch. Independent film auteur. There's one. You should pause so you can watch the trailer. All right, well, we will then. All right, so we just added a bunch of, uh, we watched a bunch of trailers. I added a couple things to my list. Um, yeah, that, uh, the two, the Man from Nowhere and the other one that you mentioned. The Wailing. The Wailing. I just, I like the looks of those. Um, yeah, if I go through this whole watch list, uh, Song Kang Ho is going to be the top of my actor list by... Which would be pretty cool. <sighs> I like it when unexpected people pop to the top of your list. Well, the thing that has been unexpected is uh, kind of Korean character actors are higher on my list than like some of the people that have been the stars of these movies. Because mm -hmm. uh, like Song Kang-ho specifically, I feel like I've watched a bunch of his movies just because I've... But he's not on the top of my list this year because of stuff that I'd seen before. Because he's in Parasite, he's in mm -hmm. uh, Snowpiercer, and one other one that I'd seen. I've actually only watched two of his movies this year. But uh, you know, we just watched the, the trailer to Taxi Driver. Mm -hmm. a, a Taxi, taxi Driver. driver. <laughs> uh, which is him minus Bong. Uh, and then the other the one that we just watched was the, the Drug, uh, Drug King. King, which is also him uh, not in a Bong movie. Um but yeah, you definitely start to, uh, and also I was reading this in another uh, uh, an article, and I agree 100%. I don't want to make it sound like we're saying that Korean movies are a genre in and of themselves. That no. would be reductive. Yeah. Um, it's just they're much more available now, and they have this robust yeah. film history, especially in the last 20 years, um, where... Yes, the tone is is different because they are a, a a film industry in and of themselves. So they do have a, a, a what they have in common is they're not tied to a, a specific genre the way that like American movies slot themselves into, which mm -hmm. is fine. Um, but we don't want to say like all of these movies are air quote Korean movies. They are Korean movies, mm -hmm. but they are very different. There's yeah. uh, like the the like from the look of Drug King. Yeah, that would be a thriller. Yeah. In America. It, it, like, I, I, I commented, it looks like the South Korean version of Blow. Yeah. Which, I'm going to bet it's probably a little, a little better than that, just because Blow was average at best. The but Nowhere Man, 
looks like John Wick. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the uh, taxi driver is very much a period political drama mm-hmm. uh, slash comedy. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. When we say that they're tough to categorize, it's because we are used to American films being, if it's a thriller, you're going to get this moment, this moment, this moment, this right. moment. There and, is, you're, and you're not going to get this and this Yeah, and They will put those moments in there. Yes. So, yes, it's still a political thriller. Yeah. But there might be a wacky sex romp for five <laughs> minutes in the middle of it, you know? Where, like, and, I wasn't expecting that. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And... This is not to say that, like, uh, American thrillers don't have, especially if they've got a charming leading actor or actress, they won't have bits of comedy, but, like, it's kind of different comedy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, what was the trailer we were watching that all of a sudden in the middle of it was just kind of a jaunty... The, the musical choices are always Man, interesting, Man, from nowhere, we're all of a sudden, yeah. yeah, there's, like, a pop hit in it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's one of the reasons why, in the mid-'90s, Tarantino stood out. yeah. Because he... You'd get these quirky 70s songs yeah, during he, these bloodbaths. He was very... He's very much a self... Uh, he loves fucking Hong Kong flicks. Yeah. Um, and they do a lot of the similar things, where this is a straight-up revenge flick, but you're going to get this little story in there that is not. It's why, like, in the middle of Pulp Fiction, you get the fucking Christopher Walken watch scene. Yeah. Doesn't really belong in that movie, but it does. Yeah. So... um. And that's why he seemed so refreshing to American audiences when he came. He was doing stuff that other countries have been doing. Yeah. And he saw them because he happened to work at a video store <laughs> when he was writing films. And so, it can be done wrong. Oh, yes. Like. As many of the post-Tarantino like, stuff that came out showed. A lot of stuff we talk about. Like, it's it can be done wrong. But, uh yeah, as long as you're as long as you're open to that, mm-hmm. and look, I know a lot of people don't like subtitles. I we've talked before. I I cannot watch stuff that's dubbed. Mm-hmm. Like I have a hard time with it. Even though, I guess a lot of um, I know Darren Van Dam, the Flick Connection guy, that I get a lot of my movie recommendations from. He's been very into Spanish language, uh, Spanish Spain, Spain Spanish, uh, like gangster movies, mm. and. He's, he, you know, he, and he'll give you the pluses and minuses of dubbing versus yeah. uh, subtitles on each one. And he's, you know, he, he says the same thing we do. I don't, that he doesn't like dubbing, but a lot of times the dubbing is pretty good in the yeah. Spanish ones. What I do with, um, the first time I watch a film, I'll always watch it subtitled. Yeah. Like, probably like the second or third time I watched Old Boy, I watched it dubbed. How was that? Off-putting. Yeah. But when it's you, you can then watch the actors' performances a little more, right? Because your eyes aren't shifting constantly downward to read what's about what's going on. Um, so <laughs> I wonder if you could ever. I think I did the same thing with the raid too. Yeah, because the raid there's so much action that if you look down for half a second, you're missing something cool. But with the raid, there's not a lot of dialogue you need to be no, keeping no. track of. So yeah, usually if That's I if I rewatch there. a film on the second or third time, I will watch it with the dubbing just so I can watch the performance. But yeah, again, it's off putting to me. I wonder if, uh, I'm sure the technology could exist and I wonder how it would look if it doesn't have to be speech bubble style, but if the, (laughs) if the captions were near the character, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of, like you said, you're shifting your eyes up mm-hmm. and down. If the caption was like near the head of the person talking, <laughs> well, I remember. Would that be weird? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it would. That's a terrible idea. Years ago, when I worked at KB Toys, I had an employee who taught herself Japanese so she could read manga in its original language. Okay. Which again, I thought was weird. Yeah. But the more I be, the more and more I watch Korean cinema, part of me is like, shit, maybe I should just learn Korean. And then I don't have to worry about this. Well, that's the other part of it is that, uh, like, seeing something in Spanish, their sentence structure and the way they talk and, like, even down to, like... They're Latin-based. Yeah, Yeah. you're still... There are little idioms that still make sense. When you read Korean, sometimes it's like, oh, that that doesn't even... But you just have to understand that that's the way the language is spoken. Mm. Like, there isn't a direct translation for that. So, yeah, it does look weird. Yeah. Uh, That that is an odd-sounding sentence. And also, just culturally, like... (laughs) Especially, you see it a lot in, in Memories of Murder. They just hit each other all the time. <laughs> like, hey, stop slapping each other. <laughs> yeah. And they're kind of mean to each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially, and that's also, uh, and again, I don't want to be reductive. Culturally, like, it's okay for your boss to smack you because he's an elder and yeah. he is to be respected. Mm-hmm. And he can just slap you in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah. Shit that doesn't fly so well with an American Right, audience. like, and, and also, and especially in Memories of Murder, stuff that, that is period, they're pretty misogynistic. Oh, yeah. Uh, you just have to be like, okay, and that's, I realize that that wouldn't fly yeah. now. Um, well, it's like when I watched uh, White Tiger. Yeah. Which is uh, Indian. Yeah. And it's like. They all are shitty to this one guy, but that's okay because he's in a lower case system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're expected so much that like part of it is even the character himself is like he just loves his boss, calls his boss master. Yeah. Even when they're like so fucking calling me master, he's like, no, you are my master. Yeah. And it's like they're awful to him, yeah. but he loves them because that's what you have to do. Yeah, they're they're uh, very patriarchal. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to understand stuff like that and be willing. And, and also a lot of, a lot of the times, uh, because all of this stuff is really just getting super available. Um, even when the movie was made, you're watching a movie from, you know, 2008 or whatever. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was yes. it's, it's 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like things that were okay in 2008 or maybe not as, as acceptable now. But that said, once you get, I, I'm having a blast going through yeah. all these. And again, obviously... And we're also discovering their best Exactly. Stuff. I was just going to say that. It was like if all of a sudden you had never seen a Spielberg movie or a Nolan movie mm-hmm. or a uh, James Cameron movie, and all of a sudden you suddenly had access to all of them. Mm-hmm. It, well, yeah. <laughs> you know? I, You're going to be like, man, movies are great. Yeah, American movies are amazing. Yeah. Like... I'm not watching the shitty Korean yeah, ones. Meanwhile, I'm sure there's there... no Happy Madison channel. <laughs> right, right. I'm sure there's tons of shitty Korean movies. Yeah. I'm just watching all the good ones. Yeah, what, what's on the free voodoo for Koreans? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, again, it's weird that the good stuff is on there. Yeah, but like, well, that's another thing. in Korea, yeah. what is on their version of voodoo? Right. Uh, I should ask. I actually know someone who lives over in South Korea. Yeah. So I should ask her. I'm not, so, I'm, I, but I'm not that good of friends with her. Like, we met at, like... Some stuff for for the Shaw House, and then she went oh, to sure. school over in South Korea, and she lives there now. Yeah, 
So if I just kind of texted her out of the blue, be like, hey, yeah, what are your movies like over there? She'd probably be like, what? Fuck off. <laughs> I haven't talked to you in five years, and this is what you... This is what you text me about? You want me to help you get off on your little fetish? Your little... <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but I, I see, well, I mean, we just evidenced it here. There's no end in sight of, you know, I've got decades of stuff to go through. So, like, it's going <laughs> to, I mean, clearly starting, starting in as bong as your entry point is good and bad because, like, it is, this is the, this is the best stuff you're gonna yeah. see um it's making me think now because when i when i worked at kb toys we were directly across the hall from spencer gift mm-hmm. and there was this guy brandon that i knew he went over to south korea to teach english for a year okay and he was like he 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 knew i w- went to school originally for for teaching english and he's like you should come man you should come did they need an art tutor also no you're you're laying out the storyline of parasite yeah but no i was just like man I would have known about all of these films because this was like around 2010. Yeah. No, Jesus Christ. Way before this, like 2006. So I would have known about all this shit before everybody. Yeah, right. I could have been, I would have been cool before it was cool. Could have just faked it. Maybe there was another person living in the wall. You never know what's going to happen. I I watch the trailer to, to Parasite all the time just for the, uh, part where she's giving him the tour of the house and talking about how her son's a great artist and he's like, it's a chimp- chimpanzee, right? And she goes, it's a self-portrait and he's just like, amazing. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite. Uh, but anyway, do we have anything else? No. Um, I'm going to watch one of those ones that we that we trailered here. Uh, I'm going to keep my streak going, although we're always at a certain point in Hamilton and I think we're at about a two-third point. I don't want to break my streak of non-English speaking ones. Uh, so I'm going to try to squeeze in a few more before I have to officially catalog Hamilton again. Because uh, I think we're, we might just be up to, we watch, we'll watch like three or four songs over dinner and then mm-hmm. move on. Because a lot of the shows uh, that are okay to watch at dinner time have kind of dried up. Mr. Mayor hasn't got any new episodes. Uh, and I'm, although I'm, it did way, get, I'm way behind on that. It did get renewed. And so. Superstore is done. Superstore is done, done. Done, yeah. done. Um, which sucks is it was just starting. It was at that point where it was just starting to get good again. I was I was kind of because uh, I'm an in and out on Superstore. I don't watch every single episode, but like when uh, America Ferrera left, I had just written it off. Oh well, you, Robin kept you going. Should have. Yeah, Robin. Like there was like a three episode span where I'm like, they don't know what they're fucking right. doing right yeah. now. because like they didn't. They didn't plan for her to leave. Yeah. So when Robin said that she's not on it anymore, I was like, oh, that show's dead. You can't, right. because you can't just all, sh- the centered character needs, the grounded character needs to be there. or Otherwise, everyone just goes fucking batshit, which is kind of what happened. Yeah. Everyone was just kind of bouncing off each yeah, other. Yeah, it got really wacky. Yeah. For- if you don't, you have to have that grounded, centralized yeah. character or. Well, it was weird too, because it's like. They had such a good season with the Mateo storyline with yeah. INS, and then they just dropped it. See, I missed that whole season. Oh, that was a Robin great watched season. that season like it a was day. a great season. It was really, really good. But then once he got taken by ICE, yeah, they're like, "Fuck now what? Now what?" Because in real life, once you're taken by ICE, you don't come back, right? <laughs> And they, he was still. You're like, not back that, for the next shift. If that actor had not been under contract, and they were on, that was it. Yeah, that would have been fucking amazing. Yeah, but he was a standout character. 
you need him in Cheyenne. Right. <laughs> so you need to bring him back. So they're like, oh, well, we're just going to have him be Rue. You can't have you can't have Tom and Donna with no Tom. Yeah. So all of a sudden he's released, and, yeah. but can't work on the books anymore. So they had to find something for him. Yeah, it was... That was awkward, and it was the same thing once America Ferrer left. It was like three or four episodes. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, neither did they. No. But once they once they made, um, what's her name? The hard-ass woman. Dina? Dina. Once they made Dina co-manager, yeah. I'm like, okay, now this is starting to... And it's not, because, yeah, they left out a place where I want to see him continue. Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But in, long story short, those shows have kind of dried up. Yeah. Uh, and so we just kind of reverted back to watching 20 minutes of Hamilton a night. That's when Andrew and I watch cooking shows. Oh, sure. We'll watch cooking shows while we... Well, the kids the kids and Robin like that Nailed It show. I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. Everyone sucks. Well, they give them 45 minutes. Yeah. And then they like laugh at them. Like, are you fucking joking? Yeah. They, you just showed them this complex cake 45 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, and then they've got this melted mess, and you're like, yeah, that's what it would look like. Oh, yeah. It hasn't even had time to cool. And they're like, ha ha, yours sucks. Like, yeah, no shit. You gave me 45 minutes. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, That's why one of our favorite ones we watch, it's The Worst Cooks in America. Yeah. Where the first episode, everyone's just god-awful. They're making stuff where you're like, that's going to kill somebody. But by the end... Because it's still an illumination show. Yeah. But by the end, they're making like, stuff. really good meals. It's like they're not going to go be award-winning chefs anywhere, but right. they're they're now very capable chefs because they got taught for an entire season. Yeah. Um, I like an arc. Yeah, I like those ones more than yeah, like like you said, nailed it. Because it's just like, of of course that's going to suck. And sometimes on nailed it, I'm like, okay, you're trying to make this shitty. Like, yeah. Yeah. Come on, Because it's like, cake making is not easy. Yeah. Like, I'm a good cook. I'm a decent baker. I can't decorate a cake to save my fucking life. Oh, well, that's a different skill. Yeah. That's a different... You're doing something different entirely. I suck at it because I don't have the fucking patience to do it. And that's the thing. With most... With cake decorating, it's fucking time-consuming. Yeah. Because it's like... Well, yeah, it's a different... At that point, it's closer to sculpting than it is to baking. Yeah. You're not baking anymore at that point. You're making a... Half of it's barely a fucking actual cake. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's always bugged me about the cake show is like Cake Boss and stuff. It should be called the fucking Rice Krispie Treat Boss. Because that's what 90% of their fucking air quotes cake is, is Rice Krispie Treats. Yeah. And like, to me, that's not... You're not a baker at that point. Ice Krispie Treats covered in fondant. Yeah. So it's like they're not even icing it. They're just rolling out a fucking sheet to cover it. You have not made a cake. No. You've made a Rice Krispie sculpture. And... (laughs) Which is great. Yeah. Looks but great, like, but no one's eating it. It's not a fucking... You, the the have actual... You ever, have you ever eaten fondant? Kind of gross. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. It's like waxy frosting. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the actual air quote cake is like a fucking nine inch yeah. thing at the base of it. And the rest of it's just this fucking mm-hmm. Rice Krispie sculpture. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Take your fucking cake and go home, buddy. Although, I do like the, the great bit of, the British baking one. Yeah. Because that one, they're all... I know a, lo- a lot of people like that show. They're all just cheering for each other. Yeah. They're all like, wow, you can do this. That's amazing. Meanwhile, the, the buddy guy on Cake Boss, I just want to slap oh, him yeah. from day one. What a dick. Yeah. And... Whenever like, whenever people, like, pray, I'm just like, no. I don't Settle like down, I don't buddy. Like you make cakes. Yeah, I like, don't like fuck him. you, you dick. <laughs> yeah, Not... it's like, I don't... Especially because it's like, it's one of those things where if you... Talk to anyone who lives near there. Oh, hate him. Nobody buys his shit. Right, and and everyone fucking like, hates him. Well, but like Duff, everyone loves Duff. Yeah. Cake Boss. No, he's the. Is he the Cake Boss? I can't remember. Cake Boss is Buddy. Okay, correct. then Duff is something else. Yeah. 
but everybody loves him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Ugh. This has, well, been, it's this just, has been our cooking show. Well, it's, it's just like uh, when you go to Philadelphia, like the, the cheesesteak places you've heard of is not where anyone goes. Mm-hmm. No, the locals don't go there. Um, yeah, because it's overrun with tourists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, which means when I go next time, I go, I'll, I'll probably still go there. It's overrun by assholes like me. Yeah. Oh, that, that kind of reminds me. Actually, Andrew and I are plotting this out for next summer. We're going to do a seven-day baseball stadium tour. Oh, wow. Um, I actually, although it's pretty easy in the Northeast to do it's that. It's actually, it's not hard at all. No, you not. only have to hit the games right. Right. But in a seven day span, we had a Red Sox game, a Mets game, a Phillies game. Um, I think a national, I can't remember if I had a nationals game or not. No, I don't think I did. I think, cause I don't think they Orioles were. Orioles are right there. Yeah. And then it was, yeah, it was Baltimore. New York's. And then the longest trip was from Baltimore to Chicago. That was like 11 hours. Wow. Yeah. Then Chicago, Detroit, and Minnesota. Oof. No, wait, no, we skipped Minnesota and went from Detroit down to Kansas City in this. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, that was it was seven seven days of seven games. Only one most of the travel was, especially down the East Coast, it was like two hours, two hours, two hours, two hours, two hours. Yeah. And then it was like an eleven hour ride to Chicago, and then like two hours and six hours. And then it would have been, because basically we're planning, we're going to rent a car and do yeah. the driving and then just leave it at wherever the last game is and right. fly home. Just leave in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, Call when you get home. It's there. I trust But it was, it was crazy because I just picked a random date. I picked I picked July 26th. Yeah. And then. Just started from just, there. Just figured it out. And it's like, like, luckily the Cubs were home. But I'm like, if the Cubs weren't home, White Sox would have been home. Um, if the Mets hadn't been home, the Yankees probably would have been home, even though I wanted to see a Mets right. game more. Because I've been to Yankee Stadium. Because it was trying to get ones out of the way that I haven't seen, and I'm like, but fuck it, I'm going to be in the Midwest, I'm going to Chicago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to plan on doing that next year, and it's... Not going to go out there, just go to a Brewers game. Which, I would, I would. I would too. That's I'd a beautiful actually, park, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, the thing, is like, every, Pitts, Pittsburgh was another one that I would have wanted to have hit. But they weren't, because it's like after Baltimore, I would have wanted to go to Pittsburgh. Yeah. But Pittsburgh was not playing at home that weekend or that, that, at that time frame. And again, it's a tough thing to figure out because it's like, again, you can't plan it too far ahead because you have to know the schedules. Yeah. There was, there was a, 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 a week, one year where, and I'm sure it happens more often, but I was looking at it because it's hard with the NFL because they have most of their games are on Sundays. Yeah. But there was a week one year where if if you planned it right, you could start, I think you started in Philadelphia, you could go to the Eagles game at one, be in New York in time to catch the Giants at at 8 o'clock that night. And then be in Baltimore the next night, and the, the Ravens night. were playing Monday night. That would be cool. And like all of those places are like less than an hour yeah. from each other. Like it's well, I think it's like about forty-five minutes from Philadelphia to Baltimore, mm-hmm. and it's about forty-five minutes from Philadelphia to New York. But you could have caught a game at all three places within uh, twenty-eight yeah. hours. That's the thing that will suck this year compared to next year because this year. Hotels in all those cities were like seventy five dollars. Oh yeah. Next year they'll be one fifty. Right. But like you can you can rent the car for the week for four hundred. Right. And <laughs> just make sure you get the unlimited mileage, which most of them are now. Right. And like I'd be the driver doing the driving, so she wouldn't care. 
But yeah, we were like, holy shit, this is actually... You can hit seven games in seven cities in seven days. Yeah. The only tough one was on a Monday. Because Mondays are often travel days for teams. And if you didn't want, specifically want to go out west, it would be easy if you just stayed on the east coast. Well, see, I think it'd be easy for the west coast, too. But you could only be in the west coast. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could hit Seattle, Oakland, right. San Francisco, San Diego, L.A. There's a lot of nothing Anaheim. there for a little bit with nothing but the Rockies in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could hit, I bet in some days, a good portion of the West Coast teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, just start in Seattle and just start driving yeah. south. The trouble is, like, <laughs> Florida and Texas. Yeah. Like, there's nothing in between. Right. You'd have to do, like, a lot of minor. That's where, like, all the minor league state, because it's, like, Tennessee, Kentucky, oh, yeah. Alabama, all those Mississippi. They all your Bull have, Durham's. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun to hit one in. Yeah. Yeah, all the southern, seems like all the southern states are minor leagues, pretty yeah. much all. Because, yeah, like, North the, the Carolinas don't have major league teams. Right. Florida, Christ, only does once you get. <laughs> way down. Way down. So. Yeah, you got to go drive through a lot of double A before you get to the. <laughs> yeah. But that'd be Miami. so fun to have. Because I know we, I know we want to hit. Um, they just released the Sea Dogs schedule this year. Yeah, and we want we want to hit a Sea Dogs game or two. Because she's been vaccinated, I will be by the end of this month completely. I got round two on Thursday, Robin on Friday. Nice. I did not go to work on Friday. I felt like I was in a car accident. I was sore Friday because I got yeah. it like I got it Friday morning at like nine a.m. and I w- I was I took like a two-hour nap in the middle of the day, which I don't usually do. Well, that's that's what Robin's... I was tired. Uh, ...number two was mostly. Hers was also earlier in the day. Like, that Friday night, she was done. Mm-hmm. That's what... The, uh, I, that, I meant to... That, it all comes full circle. That's what I was... I was supposed to watch a taxi driver on Friday, but I was too fucking tired. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't... I was I was just beat. I feel it, yeah. it, it just it felt like I was in a car accident. Yeah, I had nothing to do from nine oh five when I got my shot till Andrea got home from work at six, and I did nothing. Yeah, because I was tired. Yeah, it it actually impacted my movie. I couldn't like. And from what I've heard, like you said, shot two is worse because yeah. it's your it's your body's having an actual yeah. reaction. You know. Uh, immuno reaction to everything. I still took Colin to school in the morning, and that was the worst part of my day. Like, <laughs> I, it was, like, I, that was the only time I felt nauseous, and I was like, oh, shit, this is gonna suck. But once I got home, uh, headache went away within, like, ten minutes, and I never felt nauseous again. But, like, it's, you know, like we said, it, I, I just was exhausted all day and didn't. And I kept thinking, like, if you're sitting, you know, after a while, I'll be sitting on the couch, and I'm thinking, I could have gone to work today. And then I'd get up to go to the kitchen, and be like, nope. Mm-hmm. I would I would have been, I could have gone, but I would have been miserable. Uh, but yeah, got it over with. Uh, and Robin got hers over with, so. Yay. Yay. Anyway, anything else? No. All right, we'll be back uh, next week on uh, Potato League Korean Cinema. <laughs>